I need that sports, sports encyclopedia. We were at Steve Kim. Got Trent in the cut. The cut What up, what up, what up, man? The real coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this? Run like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that it's crazy. Man, I'm ready to go! In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Nick gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta have that store. You gotta be marketable. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much, dude. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we're missing, we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we're missing, we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. What up, what up, what up? The Co Real Coach JB here, man, for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. We are proud to announce we have a new ad sponsor, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. We are one of the easiest and most exciting ways to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more. Then or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. How does it work, you ask? You pick two to six players, and if they will go more or less than their Price Picks projection, you will win. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes college football. We're about to start up. Pro hockey, pro basketball, pro football. NFL season is here. Plus pro baseball, pro golf, men's college basketball, NCAA tournament, plus women's college basketball, soccer, women's pro basketball, esports, pro car racing, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf. You name it, we got it. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Price Picks does it all. And I just got to be honest, dog. I started doing prize picks, and I won instantly. And that's why I am endorsing prize picks to the fullest right here on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. Go to prizepicks.com backslash CoachJB and use CoachJB as the promo code for a first deposit match up to $100. So go to prizepicks.com slash CoachJB and use code Coach JB for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the best betting app online in North America. Go get it and do what Coach JB and Big Smitty does every day. We bet prize picks. Head on over there, prizepicks.com slash Coach JB and get you $100 match right now. Appreciate you. Peace. 
joining the show and boy i went live on twitter last night i wanted to eat crow i wanted patrick mahomes to make me eat crow i got the chiefs queendom shirt on it's time to go kareem jackson banned four games for the dobbs hit that wasn't even called in the actual game the jets the jets make a switch to boyle who's thrown three touchdowns and nine interceptions florida state's own quarterback travis uh, Jordan Travis says career is over thanks to the Florida State faithful. Cooper Cup continues to be hurt, and Dr. Jesse Morris is here to talk about it. And we might have to give him some kudos. Something is deeper than just a hamstring. Dr. Jesse Morris talked about it weeks ago on this show. The Kelsey Bowl reunited the mother and the father. But in a rain-soaked game in front of a great crowd of Queendom fans, we got to see the GOAT to many. Throw for 170 yards. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. Travis Kelsey says he's dealing with lingering pain from 10 surgeries and causing him to think about retiring. No, you should think about retiring. Taylor Swift and catching the goddamn ball. Is dripping swag more important than the actual game being played by these young kids nowadays? The NIL money and the allowance of these teenagers to manage money that they would never see in this early in their life ever, ever before is a very, very concerning issue. We're going to break that down with a special guest. College football playoff madness. What if? We're going to break that down with Steve Kim today. Two scenarios. Is Billy Napier surviving the Florida State game? Is Mario Cristobal? Surviving the season, he's 11 and 12 as Miami's head coach, 73 and 72 as a college football head coach since 2007. In today's landscape, this is overrated and overpaid. Can't wait to talk to Steve Kim about that. Who is college football's coach of the year? Jerry Kill, Jeff Brom, Jed Fish, <clears throat> Jamie Chadwell. Is it Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer? Is it Steve Sarkeesian, Barry Odom? Is it Jim Harbaugh? We're going to break that down. Did Snoop Dogg dupe us with a smokeless promo of a smokeless fire pit? I don't believe he did. I think everyone is making more of this than meets the eye. We're going to break that down. Jim Harbaugh speaks out about bathing suits and his mom wearing them. And Tom Brady thinks there's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL. Wonder who that sounds like. But before I get going, I got to bring the main man in, Big Smitty, on the Coach JB show. It wouldn't be the same without Big Smitty. Thanks, man. What's going on, y'all? We got, we got a crazy lineup right now. Huh? So we got a crazy lineup today, man. I mean, you got me over here hype behind the scenes. Chiefs clean them, been crying all night. Can't wait to dive into that and so much more. Man, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I got a, I got a morning rant I want to discuss with you, and 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 it and it starts off with this Kareem Jackson. Suspended four more games, and it was on a call that wasn't even made during the actual game. This right. is purely off of reputation, Big Smitty. It is reputation and reputation alone. The fact that Kareem didn't come into the game and 
play down his so-called good old boy. He, he didn't play down to the so-called good old boy network, the owners, Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell dropped the hammer. They suspended him three games, Big Smitty, three games. And they expected him to come in and abide by the rules. Uh, you know, they wanted him to come by and say, yes, sir, yes, sir. He did it. He did it. He came in and continued to drop his so-called proverbial hammer and play the game as it was meant to be played. And I don't care what anyone says. If you think he's a punk, then you're just soft, homie. Joe Accord, I think you're just soft. If you really think Kareem's a punk, then you didn't play this game at a high level. Like, I don't get it. How does he, how is he a punk? Because he hit the fucking quarterback who played running back on third and two, and he had to go get a first down? Guess who the running back became? The quarterback. Guess who the quarterback became? The running back. So Kareem is supposed to let him go by and score and get the first down? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm so over this shit. The league has become so soft. Kudos to you, Kareem, for not bowing down and playing the game as it was meant to be played. Kevin O'Connell, I blame you for tossing the ball to your newly acquired quarterback, who, by the way, is replacing your other quarterback who was injured for the season. Tossing the ball to your newly acquired quarterback, Big Smitty, as if he is a running back who is supposed to drop his shoulders and get a first down on a third and three call that requires nuts and guts, even by a running back or a tight end in that scenario. They're going to have to drop their shoulders, too. Is Kareem supposed to just let him get the first? Is he supposed to get hurt by grabbing his jersey from the side and pulling him down? This is a joke. They must be losing views. Uh, they are losing this viewer slowly but surely, and the fans need to be heard. The fans out there, you guys understand you're calling this shots? You're paying the salaries of these guys? Do you realize this? Big Smitty. I don't know if they understand it, but the fans need to start saying something, man, because if you don't like it, start saying something. That's all I got to say. Kareem Jackson, four games. Four games? Flag that wasn't even thrown. I've watched that clip many, many times. The helmet does not hit his helmet at all. I'm tired of talking about the helmet hitting his helmet. His helmet hits him in the fucking sternum, as he should. Football! You got pads on. I got my sternum bruised several times, Big Smitty, for getting hit in the sternum. You know what? That right there is a don't run again, quarterback. Don't do it. Right. And what it's supposed to do, I don't know. I'm over it. I mean, that was a hell of a hit to me. I mean, that was that was physical. That would that remind me of the old school football. If I'm on the sideline, I'm a defensive coordinator for the Broncos. I'm excited after I see this see this hit. Now, being devil's advocate, the only thing that I that I, I saw that was quote unquote wrong with this hit is that he did seem to lead with the crown of his helmet. And I think by the by the book of the law, when right there his head is down, he didn't make contact with Dobbs' helmet, no. But when he made contact, period, it was with the crown of his helmet. And I know that's always a big deal. That, that they play play to, it again, Bailey. Yeah, go ahead. That, that always make a big deal based upon that, not just because it's dangerous to the offensive player, but almost more importantly, it's dangerous to Kareem. Because we've seen guys – you get hit or make tackles and they and they fall and they can't move for a couple seconds or a couple minutes because like those that nerves in your neck. So 
that's the only thing I saw wrong. I had no issue with the physicality. I had no issue with the explosion. No issue with the how with, with how he hits Dom like in, in the sternum. I think all that was good. But the I think the helmet leading with that with that top of the head. Today's rules, unfortunately, that's a no no. But him getting suspended for four games, that's that's something else. That that's because. This has been something that, that, that they've been lingering, you know, all uh, year. And they've been watching so all year. Tired of it, where, where are you supposed to hit him? Tell me right now. Show me. Well, I, I think the same location, but just leave with your shoulder instead of your, the bottom of your helmet. I, I see shoulder, dog. I see I see eyes down. I would actually correct Kareem's eyes. If I'm in me, a meeting today, I'm correcting his eyes. But if you watch right. the play, his shoulder drills Dobbs. And I'm based on the locality of his teammate who has the ball trying to strip the ball in his arm and where Kareem's supposed to hit him. Is he supposed to hit him in the knees? No, I don't think the location where he hit him was was wrong. I just think, I think, how? Like the location is perfect. This is great. I just think the fact that his hand, he led with this, not this. I I mean, come on, man. Like, so if he leads with the shoulder on this side, guess what he does? He blows his teammate up. Like, Dog, we're so – we want – like Lonnie said yesterday, we want so much perfect perfection from the tackler in a live Crazy. game that you are making it an impossibility. You're making yeah. it an impossibility for the defender. Like, dog, how about you don't run the quarterback? How about – we got Joe Court in the chat who we love Joe Court, but, dog, you're sitting there talking about, look it right there, hit him under the face mask. <laughs> kidding me homie like miss me with your scientific biomechanics history i actually have a few degrees in this shit there's no humanly possible way for that dude to run full speed and stop and pull his head up and like what are we talking about we are making the game soft and we're making excuses even softer we got excuses from the chat about this dude hitting a guy wearing 20 pounds of armor and gear in a sport that was created to be a gladiator sport. Yep. And now we are sitting here making excuses why we should not play physical. Like, I'm so confused. I I, I can't do it no more, man. It's it's really disheartening to see this shit on a daily basis. And, the and you got to think about JB. This guy has missed. He's going to miss seven of, what, seven. 17 games. Seven How much games. money he's losing for his family, bro? Seven games, Seven games. I, I can't I can't believe it. Um Jets make the switch to Boyle, who has been who has thrown three touchdowns and nine interceptions in his career, Big Smith. Mm. This is not the issue. This is not the problem. This is not the quarterback solely. The O-line is atrocious. The offensive play calling is even worse. I would say it's even worse than the O-line play. I gotta be honest. The O-line play and the, and the play calling combined, the combination of those two things in New York with the Jets, Salah should be embarrassed on keeping those guys. I know breaking news just happened that Matt Canada was fired in Pittsburgh. Tomlin, I know, hated to do that. We'll get into that later. But this is what Salah needs to do. This is a big boy business, big boy, grown men business. And Salah... Listen, you got to do, you got to do. You're the head coach. I'm not in your position, but I'm just going to be honest. You got to make a decision and make a move. And it, may, it really tells Aaron Rodgers, this is my team. I'm the head coach. I get fired or I get I get fired and you all get hired. That's what the head coach does and gets. People don't realize that. See, 
The assistant coaches don't get fired, dog. They don't get fired, homie. The head coach gets fired. Assistant coaches get hired. I learned that from Dick Vermeil years ago. I get fired. Y'all get hired. And then yet you still want, 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 want. No, understand something. Your project, your production on this football field, Nathaniel Hackett, has been atrocious. And if you do have a backup quarterback who's talented as a Zach, because let's be honest, the Mormon Mill Potter is talented. Yeah, yeah. Let's get him on the run, Big Smitty. Let's sprint him out. Let's turn it back. Let's run a little double option with him like everyone else in the league is doing. And guess what won the game last night for the Eagles? Guess what they ran? QB run game by design who gave them an extra hat. They scored a winning touchdown on a QB run play. Guess what? I haven't seen anything, anything at all in the innovative Smitty, sexy, swagger. I haven't seen anything that gives that team a boost of confidence with a quarterback who's physically and mentally out of it. He has lost his confidence, Big Smitty. He fucking backpedaled and fell over himself. That is the seriousness of this thing. When you do things like that, you are completely out of it as far as emotional confidence. It's gone. Because when you start to fall over yourself, you know, if he didn't fall over himself, and he, let's say he fell over himself on that video that went viral, and he popped back up and clowned and laughed and threw a touchdown, nobody gives a shit. But that's not what he's doing. That's right now shows me that he has zero confidence in himself and the team has zero confidence in him at all. And uh, I think you got to make a move at coordinator, number one, not quarterback. Quarterback's not – it's not the issue, dog. That team is bad. You can't even get a guy ISO'd one-on-one and get him the ball. Garrett, you can't get your best receiver the ball. And it tells me that that is by design. I got to design some shit to get that dude the ball. Yeah, I, you know what? I agree with you actually 100%. But my, my throwback question for you is like, if you fire Nathaniel Hackett, don't you lose Aaron Rodgers? And when I say lose, I'm not saying necessarily physically lose. I'm saying that mentally because that was his guy. The only reason why he's there in the first place is literally because of Aaron Rodgers. So if like the whole, the whole, I don't think anyone saw the performance that Hackett did at Denver and that was like, oh man, I like that. We gotta we need him on our side. No, they said Aaron Rodgers here. That's Aaron Rodgers' guy. That was probably a request that. He had made, so he said, you know what? That's the sacrifice we're going to make. We're going to bring him on for Aaron Rodgers. So by firing him, I get what you're saying. That that feels like the right thing to do. But if you end up losing Aaron Rodgers, then you basically miss the whole opportunity. And, and what was the whole point of getting Rodgers here in the first place? You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, almost exactly. like you, you got to look at some history, too. Nathaniel Hackett ruined the Denver Broncos and Russell Weirdo. Now that if I'm solid, I'm really sitting there in my office looking at the Denver Broncos and what what Sean Payton has done since the removal of Nathaniel Hackett after just basically three quarters of the season last year. He was so bad they had to get rid of him. I got to start asking myself now, damn, is it really this guy? Because Zach looked better as a rookie starter for the Jets than he does right now under Nathaniel Hackett. Let's just keep it real. And now I'm looking at Russell Wilson start to ascend and look like his old self and they're winning games. I'm going to start looking in the mirror myself and who's in my room. And I'll be like, oh, shit, maybe I brought the skeleton over to my damn closet. <clears throat> I got to get rid of this motherfucker. Aaron Rodgers on the contract, homie. He's negotiated his deal. He's there. And if and if he leaves, it, 
You can't sit here and tell me you think Aaron Rodgers is going to chase Nathaniel Hackett around the NFL like Caleb Williams chased Lincoln Riley. This ain't the same thing. There's no way. He'll look even worse, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers would if he leaves this team now after all the shit he's talked. Big Smitty, real quick. This show is also a new pro- a new sponsor, AQMS Moving Company. Make sure you call 1-888-233-3110. Tell them Coach JP sent you. That's my private number. That goes directly. You get your promo code. You can move furniture, cars, houses, whatever you need to do. All you celebrity stars, athletes, if you guys need to move something, use AQMS, Affordable Quality Moving and Storage. Call 1-888-233-3110. Tell them Coach JB sent you. Uh, quote of the day, Big Smitty. Before we keep going, the quote of the day brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off plus welcome bonus. Silence is an empty, Big Smitty. It's full of answers. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's that. You know, I just, it's funny. We just was talking about that on set the other day. I told, uh, I told Joy, I said, man, I said, your facial expressions just during the day uh, is louder than than your words sometimes. And she laughed and she basically said that same thing. Like, like there's a, there, there's a, there's power in silence. And that's basically what you oh, just yeah. said. Like, I've, I've learned that as I've gotten older. I don't have to always talk. Sometimes hey, she, Joy, Joy Taylor, she's your friend or colleague? You know what? At this point, I mean, it's not like she's hitting me up to go hang out. Now, we're not to that level. I'm not going to try to overdo it. But at the same time, like, She's looked out for me a lot over the last years, even outside of just being the clock. Whether it's with my clothing brand, whether it's getting me on her radio show when she did radio, she got me on her podcast. So she's looked out for me when she didn't have to a lot over the last few years. So I would say we have a friendly uh, relationship, but at the same time, I do work for the show. So it's kind of like that friend, colleague type of, it's like a, it's like a mixture right there. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Well, I'm Next not one. doing nothing. Hold on to ask if she's a friend or a colleague. I, it's just the facial expression. You know what's funny about your quote? You just said a lot with your facial expression, with your silence. You just said a lot. I just say enjoy saying you're a friend. You, I know your wife thinks she's your friend. She cool. Your wife cool. You and her went out to have a drink and shit. I'm, I'm sure that's where, you know what I'm saying? Because it's friend. Women and guys could be friends and no, no issue. Um, be friend. Contrary to belief. The dude's crazy. Yeah, friend. Uh, contrary to belief, brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, sometimes we are only given a few minutes to be with the one we love, Big Smitty, but a thousand hours to spend just thinking about him. Ooh, yeah, I don't think it hits you. Let me say it again one more time. Sometimes we are we are only given a few minutes to be with the ones we love, and a thousand hours spending just thinking about them. You know damn well your life has been more spent on thinking about your loved one or your girl or your significant other that you want to have in life forever. You spend more time thinking about who that is rather than be with them. Then once you're with them, it seems like time goes by like this and 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 and, and life's over. <laughs> contrary yeah. to belief, real shit. Uh, contrary to belief, being happy is a very personal thing, Big Smitty, and it really has nothing to do with anyone else. Come on now. It's all about you. You control your own happiness, man. You can't you can't you can't you can't be happy depending upon somebody else. If that's the case, your mother's gonna be like this every single day. <laughs> hey. hey, poll question, Big Smitty. I gotta ask you uh before we get to it, I want to get the, the, the chat involved. Has your opinion on Patrick Mahomes changed over the past year? 
Um, that's the poll question. Drop it in the chat. Everybody out there, Ron, appreciate you. All you guys, pound the like. We got a 1,000 likes from yesterday, man. Much love to you. Clap it up. We had about 15,000 views. Plus, I think on as a show, we had 30,000 views on two videos from yesterday's show alone. Appreciate you guys. Keep pounding the like. 30,000 views, just so you know. YouTube probably pays us eh, about $4 for that. So make sure you understand the equivalent. Big Smitty gets 50 cents of the $4. You have to yeah. understand how this thing works. So we need 60,000 views so we get at least $8. And then he yeah, gets- like, imagine if all 1,400 people yesterday who tuned in threw $2 in. Just $2, all of them. That's 2,800. I get at least $200 of that. You get the rest. Come on now. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. We got Thanksgiving, Christmas. I mean, you know. Donate to the Big Smitty Turkey Fund. First Thanksgiving at the new place. I can't afford a turkey. Donate to the Big Smitty Turkey Fund. Let's make it happen, y'all. I need y'all. And we got to do it today because y'all know the grocery store is going to be packed and they're going to start running out of turkeys and everything. So if we don't get the money today, it ain't going to happen, y'all. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you. All right. uh, Moving on to uh, third down. Florida State quarterback Travis. Jordan Travis says that his career is over at Florida State, and he wants to thank everybody on social media. Thank the um, the, the 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 fans, the university, uh, and all those things. I want to dive into this, Big Smitty, with you. Uh, this is a very interesting topic to me. Um, I want to play devil's advocate and give you a scenario on the voters who vote for them and the voting against them scenario. All right. Okay. So this is why these voters should should not have this power, in my opinion. They shouldn't have the power to vote a team in the playoff um, because they have not a clue. Half the guys on the board and the people, the, the women and the men on this on this board have no clue um, who should be in the playoff. Now, I've heard both sides of this thing. It's going to be controversial on some end of it. It's going to be a good conversation on the other. Um, Florida State, in my opinion, absolutely should not belong in the college football playoff if Jordan Travis is injured. I would argue that they don't belong even if he's not injured. Based on their schedule, if we're gonna if we're gonna have the final one team come down to Washington and Florida State, the Pac-12 is clearly the best league. Washington's clearly had a harder schedule. Washington's beat a better teams ranking wise and Florida state, in my opinion, for those reasons, even with Jordan Travis in a horrible ACC, as bad as it's been in years should not get in. Now that doesn't give the right of a voting committee member who knows nothing to keep Florida state out of the playoff for those same reasons that I just mentioned. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think they should be, they have the right to keep them out because they don't know what the hell they're talking about anyway. So, for them just to say, uh, Florida State's out because Jordan Travis is is not playing is also negligent, in my opinion. So, I don't believe they, this is my personal humble opinion. I don't believe Florida State should be in, not only because of the Jordan Travis injury, they have no shot without him, but I don't think they had a shot with him. And, I, that's just my honest opinion. I've watched him play several times. 
I don't believe they're a top four football team in America. I don't even know if they're a top six to seven football team in America. I would take Oregon over them. I would take Washington over them. I would even take Oregon State over them. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, That's just in the Pac-12. I think Louisville beats them anyway. So I think it's going to be over anyway. I think Louisville goes out and beats them. And it's no knock on Florida State, dog. Listen, I love – I know I know Norvell really well. He's a great dude, good offensive coach. Um, but listen, I don't believe they belong in there. And we're going to break down this college football playoff madness. But I just want to talk specifically about Jordan Travis and this particular situation on these voting specialists who have not a clue about this thing. I don't believe they have the right to keep him out because he's hurt, because I don't believe they know anything about the position or what it entails because that team still deserves to go in their opinion if they're undefeated. So it's it's a finite balance here. It's a tough one to discuss, but I got to hear what you got to say on this one. No, it's a good point, you know what I mean? Like like I always say two things can be true. So it's like if they go out there and they be Louisville and they're undefeated, on one side you'll say regardless of whoever's hurt, their season, their body of work have has led them to being in the playoffs and, and deservedly so. But then if you take a step back and you look at it from a standpoint of like, all right, let, let, let's get the brass tacks and let's look at the teams, the top six teams here. Do I really feel like Florida State without their their best player on their team is a top four team? And then I, I have to agree with you. I would have to say no. It's like, I, I don't think they're better than, than Bama. I don't think they're better than Washington. I don't think they're better than Oregon. And like you said, you can make that argument even with Jordan Travis. If he's not there, he's definitely there. They're definitely not competing with them. So it's like, what side do you lean on? Do you lean on the side of body of work and what their record says? Or do you lean on the side of kind of just the eye test or, you know, common sense, I guess I would use for lack of better terminology, in the sense of that, like, we can look at a team and we know, like, all right, this team has no chance against this thing last year in the national championship tcu and georgia tcu had a great story great season but we knew what was about to happen in that national championship game they're just not on the same level so it's kind of that same same side here where it's like without your best player it just does like you're 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 no longer who you were you know what i'm saying like you're no longer that guy that's any team in the world you lose your best player you lose your quarterback you're no longer that guy. Utah, hell of a team. Gritty, you know, still stayed afloat for the most part all year long. But they were still not the same team after they lost their first couple quarterbacks. So, like, any team that loses their guy, that, that's going to happen. So, it's not a knock. It's just kind of unfortunate. So, to answer the question, I, I don't think they should be a top-four team. Now, if you would have still been healthy and they won, I, then I would disagree. I would say they're top-four. But with him being out – Nah, I, I can't. I can't do that, man. Get, especially between them and Washington. Yeah, I wouldn't even put them over Oregon. Um, we're gonna have a playoff scenario game later on in the show with Steve Kim, but um, yeah, I just want to make sure I was clear with the voting process because I don't believe the voters have the right to keep a team out just because of the quarterback either. These voters have not a clue, not a clue, on who should be in and who shouldn't be in. I mean, Condoleezza Rice was on the committee forever. Like, let's, let's be honest here, okay? You can't sit here and tell me that she's taking the time to literally study and know the finite details of this of this game 
when she's also dealing with political crazy chaos. And there's no way. I'd rather you focus on this goddamn country lady and not the college football playoff. We're going to be honest. So you can't sit here and tell me that it's not just a straight up political ploy because if she's really focused and knows college football like that, then I'm I'm worried of what's going on with the country. But guess what? We found out what's going on with the country. So anyway, Cooper Cup moving on. Um, Cooper Cup continues to be hurt, Big Smitty. Jesse Morris, Doc, Dr. Morris has been on here and discussed this for quite a while. Something is deeper than just the hamstring. Uh, can't wait for Doc to jump in here. Um, Doc, Doc brought it up a while back and said it. He brought it up and said it. He thinks that there's some things that they could have done to keep him upright to play for a little while, but he thinks that something he said on this show, something's going to end up happening. Um, Cooper Cup, man, I just, you know, they got a good win. Seattle missed a field goal. One of my, I almost won every game last weekend on last chance Q's pick uh with Jeff and Sean Salisbury. Man, I was on fire. And then Seattle misses a fucking field goal. Um, <laughs> Where you have a Cooper Cup and all these other injuries, I can't wait to have Doc Jesse Morris on, but I, I don't know, dog. I don't know. This is uh, it's huge. As great as Cooper Cup is, man, his his injuries might be greater. You know what I'm saying? And he just continues to, you know, every single year I feel like it's something, even if it's something minute. It's just always something with Cooper Cup. And like you said, Dr. Jesse Morris brought it up earlier this year, you know, Beginning of the year, we were all sitting around like, what's really going on? Like, is it he took his hamstring during camp? He should not be out this long. And, and he kept saying, Hey, there's something else going on that they're not telling us. We were hearing rumors, but then Cooper Cup shows back up. I think his first game back, he had like 100 something receiving yards, nine plus catches, you know, something along those lines. I'm like, All right, maybe we were tripping. But now you see this injury right here on, on, on the field that we just showed. He's back hurt again. So, listen, I'm not no doctor. I'm not going to act like I am one. But I do got common sense. And there is something going on with Cooper Cup that either, A, they're not telling us, or, B, he he doesn't even know about. And he thinks he's healthier. And the, the, the trainer thought he was healthy enough. And now they're looking at him, okay, there's something else going on that, that we're missing. So, um, I mean, only time will tell. But I'm sure at some point, the truth will come out and we'll know what really went down. And, uh, man, I just I, I just hope he's okay, though, because, you know, I hope it's nothing too serious because the guy is such a great talent, obviously. He's one of the best receivers in the league when healthy. And it's just crazy, man. I know we're talking about Cooper Cuss specifically right now, but all year long we've seen this so many major injuries from key guys, quarterbacks, you know, wide receivers, missing – Four, five, six games missing all year long. We see, you know, Ramsey got hurt, Justin Jefferson got hurt, Cooper Cup got hurt, AR5 got hurt, Kirk Cubs got hurt, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. These are all like big names. These ain't, these ain't some average cats. I don't remember a time where we had this many actual stars or star adjacent players get hurt for long periods of time. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's mind blowing. And then, like JV always says, it has to be the weed and the Taco Bell. I think that's what I think that's what's going on. <laughs> Thank you for Vince Mini slowly evolving and coming over to the dark side. I don't know if you know. I saw a tweet by Vince Mini last night, and he was like, "Quarterback, stop asking for flags. This is embarrassing. It's soft and blah blah blah." I'm like. 
Bam, the sound kind of like me. I like Big Smitty coming to the dark side, y'all. Make sure you pound the like, drop Big Smitty a turkey chat dollar bill. He needs it. Um, man, nah, that tweet you're referring to, man. I don't want to jump the gun, but I'm ain't you tired of and you're you're a quarterback. So I know you saw last night, um, Fletcher Cox, I think like in the last drive, hit Mahomes in his chest. It was it was it was within two pushed steps. Up, pushed him. Pushed him, pushed him. And Mahomes fell hard, yeah, because he was throwing, whatever, it's football. And Mahomes immediately, as soon as he hit the turf, just turned around. I know. It's no, like, he bro, does, but doesn't so, he do it every game? He's the number, number one dude that does it. Hey, it hey off, though, do you have – Do you? here we go. I want to start the show off. And I know we're started already, but I got it. I got it. I got it inside – information here okay so somebody my buddy sent me a video and i'm gonna bring dr jesse morse on here first before i gotta let doc hear this video Ooh, my buddy sent me an inside clean. video doc doc looking dapper uh um, looking clean like, like a monopoly board okay hey listen to listen to listen to to patty talking to the opponent last night saying that he's here take a listen I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I can't stand this motherfucker's voice. I can't stand this motherfucker's voice. Doc. Pleasure to have you. Uh, we were just talking about you on our segment. I said that Cooper Cup continues to be hurt or injured. And I said, Dr. Jesse Morse deserves some flowers. He'd been on here talking about for a while that something may be deeper than just a hamstring. Uh, where are you at with, with Cooper right now? Just speaking to him, I know we've had a ton of injuries over the weekend. Aaron Jones, uh, there's been a, I mean, it just continues to get worse every week. Uh, Cooper Cup, though, is he got? Is he a guy that's on the other side of his peak? Yeah, unfortunately, I think so. I mean, uh, I tweeted out his injury history last, just brief, some of his injury history. Um, I think it was 18 or 19. He had the ACL tear. Uh, who he had a left MCL tear. Uh, came back like three weeks. So uh, that's a predisposition to an ACL. Um, he came back too quickly. Ended up tearing the ACL about a week or two after he came back. Um, Came back, had a credible season the next year, which doesn't happen a whole lot post ACL, but he, he was an anomaly, um, kind of like the Adrian Peterson season. And then um, he had a ridiculous season, you know, targeted out the wazoo. And then things just started kind of breaking down. Last year, he had that left high ankle. If the team was in a better position, maybe he could have came back. But then we had that weird hamstring this year, and then he retweaked it. Um, and he came back and smashed two games and he's kind of been blah. Um, and then he just had this minor right ankle, you know, he got stepped on, maybe he kind of jammed it a little bit. You could see he was pretty uncomfortable on the sidelines trying to get it evaluated. We weren't sure if it was, you know, if it was a hamstring or anything at the same time, you know, it didn't look anything crazy. I mean, it looked pretty straightforward. Um, and then I was, it was real early in the game. I was like, oh, I mean, they should tape him up, assuming it's just a lateral ankle and he should be back. You know, came back. So, uh, you know, is it more than they want us to know? Is it 
are they trying to protect him? Like, this is a very high-level athlete that's getting paid a lot of money. I don't know what his salary is compared to the top receivers, but it's got to be up there. Um, and, 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 and for a minor injury that five years ago, he would have came back and he probably wouldn't even have missed a couple snaps to miss the rest of the game. And now you call him like day to day. So, I mean, uh, Puka looked good. He's been banged up himself. I think he's got a shoulder as well, but, um, but I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like we've kind of, kind of seen that the peak and, 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 and now the decline It's hard for, you know, wide receivers in their early thirties to continue to smash. I mean, Keenan Allen is continuing to do it. DeAndre is starting to kind of fall. He's been falling for a couple of years. Um, and, and then, you know, uh, Jerry Rice obviously did it, but that's a super rare anomaly as well. Um, we did have a couple other guys that did it. T.O. Um, Ocho was, was still up there. I don't remember when he retired. But, you know, it's it's tough. When you start getting to 30, 31, 32, it, it, the body doesn't work as well as it used to. It doesn't heal as quickly as it used to. Kelsey started, you know, kind of struggling a little bit this year and, and last night he's 34 um so and let me ask you Dr. like like, like what, what's actually happening like obviously i get you're getting older your muscles getting older but these are like supreme athletes these guys work out on work on their bodies all the time they invest in their bodies all the time so like one would think that even in older age 34 35 36 your body would still be supreme co- compared to like you know a regular everyday guy but what's the biggest issue when age, like when you start to age? Is it is it the recovery that that, that that slows down? Is that the biggest issue, or is it just that your muscles just get weaker, regardless of how much you're working out, how much lifting you're doing, how much running you're doing? Your body's just naturally getting weaker, and and you're just more caused and more susceptible for injuries. Like what's what's the biggest issue? Good question. I think I think it's twofold. First of all, think of the way I usually describe tire uh, car um, muscles and, and tendons and ligaments. It's kind of like a car type. Uh, they start to fray. They start to wear down. You know, uh, think of think of Cooper Cup as a 2018 Lamborghini with 300,000 miles. Ooh. You know, you know, he's he, he's not Justin Jefferson, who's a, a, a 2022 Ferrari with, with pretty pretty new tires. You know, there's a lot of accumulation, right? And and and, and you, that's just part of it. Then you have a combination of really good healing. And, and actually, I'm about to tweet a video about this. I haven't hit send yet. But so there's a genetic set of tests that you can run to run to see how well you heal, how whether you're more an endurance or more in a, uh, a, a uh, like a power athlete, how well you heal on different le- mechanisms within different um, genes and different alleles within the genes. Um, you can even see like how good you metabolize caffeine and that type of stuff. But that plays a role in it. And then think about it. These guys are really only 5 or 8% difference between the elite guys and, and the guys that are really good or good. Um, so if you lose a little bit every year, then, then it, it becomes a lot harder. You know, and, and then our bone marrow is where our stem cells are, where, where our body makes stem cells to heal itself. That declines with each decade. So you have... You know, beautiful stem cells at 18 or, you know, whatever. And then really good at 25, 30, still dropping a little bit. I mean, you know, compared to 50, they're significantly better. But, you know, there, there is a drop. And then you just, the grind of the season, right? And all these, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite phrases is your past injury is the greatest predictor of future injury. 
So you have all of these accumulating. So Cooper Cup, for example, his right ankle, that's what he had his high ankle in last year that he had repaired. So now he has abnormal mobility in that ankle. And, and now he can't, you know, that ankle didn't flex like it should because it's surgically repaired not to, which is good for the high ankle, but maybe now the stress gets translated to a different part of the ankle. You know, and, and then you add in what I call toxins and, and, and just poor healing. You get all these different things in the body that are slowing down the mitochondria, slowing down the healing, and those steroids don't work as well. You know, your 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 cortisone, your you know that type of stuff. That tramadol only helps so much. You know, it's the accumulation of the injuries and, and, and the short time periods. You know, you got what six days to heal if you're lucky. Sometimes four or five, depending on the week, like this week. And 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 you can do it at 22, 23, 24, and then it's a lot harder at, at 27, 20, 29. Rarely do we see you know, non-QBs and, and non-kickers, I guess, last over 30, over 33, over 34, right? And even though the guys that are in that stage are usually limited players, meaning they play a couple snaps, or they're like linemen that are, they're taking a beating, but they're small hits. They're not, you know, running into someone or expected to run a 4-4. Like, it, it, you know, it's a lot harder to do that Every, you know, you got guys running marathons on the field and, and get two or three targets, you know, and, and, and that adds up over, over time. It's just, it, it's exhausting. So, you know, one of the things that I'm working on this offseason is trying to evaluate players and, and, and improve the quality of the human and, and evaluate their, their tissue to see if you can get ahead of it, to see if you can get ahead of these Liz Frank fractures that Joey Bosa just had. Or, or these Achilles tears that Rogers and Cousins had, or Dobbins, or whoever. Um, you know, you can correct these ACL tears that you know who Fong just had, or you know Daniel Jones, or whoever. Because there is, there the writing is on the wall. You just need to appreciate it. You just need to see it. If you grab someone's knee that has a strong ACL, it's not going to move. But if it's a little loose, they may be used to it because that's just how they are. That doesn't mean that that thread isn't about to tear. Isn't about to break. And, and traditional medicine is going to be like, well, what am I going to do? I can't surgically repair it. It's not torn. I can't put steroids in there. It's not going to do anything. So PRP is probably not going to be strong enough for that. So that's when you have to be over aggressive. You have to use a stem cell line and actually put it into the tendon or the ligament, depending on what you're talking about. So you're trying to be proactive and reactive. But unfortunately, you know, big medicine doesn't want to cover this. They don't want, they don't want to prevent this. They want to be reactive, not proactive. And insurance doesn't want to pay for any of this. Yeah, that's how we are nowadays. We're reactive on everything. You see the tweets. They're reactive. There's no proactive tweets anymore. This Travis Kelsey, we played the Kelsey Bowl last night. Travis has come out basically and saying that uh, lingering issues, 10 surgeries plus. I saw your tweet about it as well. Is this a real thing? Can he, can he get into the broadcasting booth or with Taylor Swift or whatever he does sooner than later? Oh, I mean, he you see him on every commercial. Just pick a brand. He's probably on it. Uh, he's good in front of the camera. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the ten surgeries. I, I, you know, I need to do more research because I don't think I have all those listed. But a lot of the times, we don't even know about half of them. Um, and they just start to add up. These guys start to get they get tired. Every single injury hurts. You know, and remember, it's a week eleven, week twelve. <laughs> They've been grinding since July. Right. I mean, it's, and this is what year for him, year number what, 11, 12, something like that, not including college. Um, 
and, and remember, most people stop in you know early early January. They've been playing you know three four more games most years. Yes, they're like LeBron in the playoffs for all those years. Yeah, you know, you got those extra miles. Go to college, transition to college real quick. You know, a guy that was up for the Heisman um, might have ruined Florida State's chances at a at a at a playoff. How bad was it? How significant is it? Not only is his Florida State career over, is this guy's career over, or or is it is it a possibility? Ooh, look back. So. Um, this is one of two injuries, likely. I mean, it could be a couple of weird things that could happen, but this is either an ankle dislocation or an ankle fracture dislocation. Um, I will give you two examples. The one that is probably easiest to remember is Dak Prescott. Ooh. And the second one is Trey Lance. And they both happen to be quarterbacks. But the the if you saw that the foot, the way the foot was facing and he wasn't, you know, um, you yeah usually that means it's dislocated and usually it takes a fracture to do that but not always usually um if it was just dislocated and which is unlikely but possible you're looking at about eight weeks which is bad. if it's fractured and dislocated you're looking at six to eight months Ooh, big difference big difference. was there but, a possible compound fracture there or no i mean it's possible. It's unlikely. He could have had what we call a bimalleolar or trimalleolar, which basically means you break multiple bones in the ankle. Usually the fibula, the small on the outside, you can break the medial malleolus, which is that one on the inside, the end of the, the tibia. And you can break, you know, some of the other little bones in there. Um, usually it doesn't do that. He will have arthritis at some point in his life because of this. It's inevitable, unfortunately. Um, it depends on the severity of the ligaments here. That's the, the, the bones are going to heal. I'm not really worried about them. It's the ligaments that really cause the, the frustration. And, and, and that's usually the problem with these. Um, is, and that's why you saw Dak not really be able to run for a couple of years. Like, and he could throw fine, but he just didn't have the mobility. If you just trend it, I figured this was about the year that he would have that increase in mobility. You know, is that why Trey Lance never made it? Is it because it messes with his footwork? It messes with his, his 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 mobility, his ability to push out. I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it didn't help. Um, you know, it obviously cost him a lot of time under center too. That which is even more his problem. Uh, so it's just unfortunate injury, really unfortunate for, for multiple different levels for him, for the team, for uh, for his growth, for for his stock, so to speak. Um, and I don't know. You know, I don't know his story enough to say, can he come back for another year or, you know, is he just going to go? Like, I don't know. Um, Aaron, Aaron Jones, another injury on the running back front for Green Bay. How serious is that? I've heard uh, the floor come out and say it's not as serious as maybe we thought, but then that could be fluff too. What, what do you yeah. think? So uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones has had more MCL injuries than I can even think of. He's had at least six MCL injuries. Um, and they're almost all to the right side, I want to say. Um, but the MCL is the, is the ligament that runs north to south on the inside of the knee. Usually getting tackled, you get tackled on the outside and the inside buckles, which is usually why it happens. Um, the, M the MCL does attach to the meniscus deep um, and is a protector of the ACL. So sometimes if the MCL goes out, the ACL will come along for the ride. And, and if the meniscus is involved with it, that can be what we call the unhappy triad. Um, this is at the minimum an MCL. Um, I don't know if his ACL, he had enough, you know, of, of the, of the angle. It was possible. 
I couldn't get zoomed in enough to see if, his, if, his, if, his, if the bone shifted, which is usually what happens. But if they said, hey, it's not as bad as we thought, that may be a good sign. Uh, Jones has done this obviously so many times. He knew it was serious enough to be distraught over it. Is he out this week? Of course. Um, but is he out a long time? I, I don't know. I would say probably minimum two weeks up to a month. Uh, is, is probably realistic. Remember, he's coming off that hamstring as well, or you know, re-injury to the original hamstring. AJ Dillon has groin, um, so they, they, you know, they're both banged up. They just signed uh, James Robinson and somebody else. So you know, that tells you kind of a little bit. Uh, and they got a short week. Remember, they play on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, update on Joe Burrow. Yeah, this is unfortunate. So we had that that mystery. Um, regarding it, that, that sleeve or whatever they want to call it. I, I, I thought it was more fascinating than concerning. Um, at least they investigated it. It's probably ergonomically or something, but we didn't really have any frame, so we didn't really know. Um, and then, so I don't think there was any pre-injury. And then, unfortunately, he just landed kind of his wrist down, and the player was, like, on top of him or whatever. And uh, there's a ligament complex. Um, it's like there's a couple of possibilities, but this is the most likely. In here right underneath the pinky that's called the tfcc that's responsible for kind of like turning a doorknob like that kind of motion mm-hmm. um and and and, 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 it, and it, there's several pieces to it but it's usually the middle what we call the center slip that usually tears and that's why he couldn't he couldn't do that twisting motion uh in a throwing athlete this is usually three to four months to throwing that's why they said he can't come back i thought it might have been because i've had nerve damage in the elbow that basically yeah. it doesn't allow me to pronate and get my thumb yeah. down, and it makes you supinate. Teaching Big Smitty yeah. here, some time where it'll make you supinate, right? And your pinky yeah. will go up. And if for a quarterback, that's bad. So, yep. If you, here, if you were to go back, and I did this because I wanted to see if you go back to hit last year, he does not wear an elbow brace at all. He does not wear. He doesn't wear an elbow pad or nothing. Look at his last three games, or at least two games. He has an elbow pad on. Yeah. That tells you something. Just like his cap before his cap. Remember that? When he had yeah. that cap sleeve on there, and then the next yeah. day he his cap, we were like, so, you know, and he didn't have it on the day before when he did it. So that he he kind of gives you hints to say, hey, w- what's going on? And he's what would it be? Of, what would it be? It would have been Ulmer, yeah. In the Ulmer groove. Uh, there's a couple of grooves. But, or the guy in Canal, which is up, up here. Um, it, you know, it could have been, it's most like, since it was wrist, it's most likely TSCC. It could be scapholunate. It could be a couple of the other ones. Um, but the wrist is so complicated that you just can't band-aid it. You know, I was hoping he didn't dislocate it, uh, which is a separate headache. Um, that's what happened to David Johnson. Um, if you remember the running back. Um, but no, that was, that was an unfortunate, it's so stupid and simple, right? It's just, it, it wasn't even a big play. It wasn't nothing. And, and, and there's no way you can strengthen that, right? That's just kind of an unfortunate injury. And, and it's, it, if it was his left hand, okay, he can make do. Uh, it's his right hand and, and he can't. So for, for, for all the fantasy guys out here, which is 99% of America now that think they know football, do uh, any major injuries that you can – See that they're going to affect fantasy next week, or are any guys coming back off the snide, or yeah. any- two guys? Well, three. Mark Andrews had that 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 high ankle fibula fracture, which is basically what Tony Pollard had. 
Uh, we don't know the specifics, but that's likely what he had, uh, likely what, 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 what each of them had. Um, he does need surgery because it's unstable. Um, there's a possibility he comes back, but it won't be until like mid to late January. And he had, he's a diabetic, so he probably doesn't heal as well as a non-diabetic in type one. So um, the odds of we see him, everything has to go perfect. And even then he's going to be really limited for Mark Andrews, but he'll be fine next year. Um, two, two running backs, one going off the field, the other one's coming back. Uh, Kenneth Walker suffered a potentially significant oblique strain, which is where, if you remember about a month ago, this was CMC had uh, McCaffrey. Uh, this one seems like it's a little bit more serious. He did have that groin injury couple actually in the past, including one uh, in the preseason. So that may have played a role, but uh, obliques are the muscles that are responsible for twisting kind of like right here. And the problem is those, um, they attach to the ribs in the rib cartilage. So they're, they're quite painful injuries. You can inject these. You have to be careful because you can puncture a lump, but you can inject these. If not, you just got to wait. Baseball players usually get these on the non-dominant side because it's the weaker of the two sides, uh, usually pitchers and then, and then hitters when they're, they're coming back from their swing. And usually it's, uh, it's funny because the data shows type ones or grade ones and grade twos, which are usually completely different, both heal at about the same rate at about three weeks, three-ish weeks. It may be a little bit sooner. It may be a little bit later. Um, you know, baseball is a little bit different, so maybe they can kind of baby him a little bit more in this in this game. Kyron Williams, on the other hand, is coming back from a high ankle, and he already said they're going to activate him for this week. Um, a little bit different uh, than a traditional high ankle, as we've seen a lot of players struggle. You know, Khalil Herbert struggled this week with a high ankle coming off. Um, and, and then we saw uh, Jerome Ford really never even left with his ankle, which is impressive. And then we saw Austin Eckler. If you look at the data, it hasn't been pretty. He's, he's slower. He's less efficient, which is classic for a high ankle. Um, Kyron, on the other hand, re-injured his surgically repaired high ankle. So there's a chance he may be able to bounce back a little bit faster um, and could handle the volume. You know, if you put Freeman and, and Henderson together, I guess they're kind of a decent back, but they're two players instead of one. Kyron was elite top five when he was finishing, you know, when he went down. And he was getting crazy volume. Uh, so maybe that helps with the lack of cup or, you know, or whatever cups is not, you know, not available if he is. Um, and, but I think I expect him to be really uh, available. I don't know how much volume they'll give him, but he can, he can probably handle it. Um, it'll be good. And then, you know, there's, there's a fisher of other, it's CD land has an ankle, I think. Um, and then we don't know what the fallout in, in, in Cincinnati is going to be because of that. And then even Cleveland uh, for that matter, um, because of all these injuries to these QBs, crazy year for QBs. What's before you get out of here, doc, I know, uh, you stay busy. The Aaron Rodgers saga continues. Uh, you know, the Jets are making a move at QB. I think they need to make a move with Hackett, but that's a whole other ballgame. Is Aaron Rodgers really doing – because apparently he did a video saying, I'm coming back as early as the first week of December to practice. Is that just crazy talk or what? I mean – Would it be a would it be a medical miracle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even coming back at five months is insane. I'll tell you that right now. Like, uh, he's got a lot of things going in favor of him. The only thing he can't control is how bad the Jets are. Uh, exactly. 
Look yeah. at the ratios in college for Tim Boyle. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> I mean, he still three touchdowns and nine picks. They ain't getting too. They ain't getting too much better putting him in to start over over Zach. I mean, so, and, and, uh, and there's two more layers to this. First of all, can you put Aaron Rodgers behind that offensive line? No, he's gonna last five plays. Yeah, no. If they know he's hobbled. They're gonna bring the house every play, and they're gonna make him burn him. I mean, maybe he does it once, but he ain't gonna be able to do it every time. And then I mean, name a surgeon that is going to medically clear him. Is Alan yeah, Trash going to clear him? That's who did. Yeah. You know, okay. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. But then the question uh, is, like you said, he can't control how bad or good the Jets are. So is it even worth it for you to come back? If they're not a playoff team, why come back? To, like for what? Prove To prove what? To, to, to suffer a new injury? Maybe, I, mean, I don't want to call any bad things. Maybe he tears an ACL. You know, maybe he tears the other Achilles. You know, so you you got to kind of think of this, and again, be proactive as much as you want to be reactive. That and that's part of the problem is I know he wants to come back and move mountains, but first of all, this team is not a playoff team. I think you know defense is good, but they have too many other issues. Um, and, and then at the rate of the AFC, you know, maybe they can make it with how poor all the teams are playing, but. Uh, even then, it's like they have a tough road, real tough road. Uh, so if they if they lose two, three more games, it's a wrap. It don't matter if he comes back. It, even if he won every game when he came back, they would still be out. Right. It'd be a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, you would advise him to sit out, though, if you were his doctor. I get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get you want to come back. But if your team was in the playoffs and you came back for like two, three weeks for the rest of the season and then you made it to the playoffs, okay, maybe that's a different story. But – I mean, you're playing, and the offensive line was good. You know, you know, you're dealing with, you know, K, Philly or KC or one of the elite O lines. You got a bunch of Penny Sewells, you know, but, but right now, like, you're playing with fire. I mean, real, I mean, Zach Wilson is mobile and he can't even do anything to save his life. Like, he, the, that guy is just on a swivel. So, how is, how is Rogers going to do at 40? Yeah. I don't know. I hope he sits out and comes back. I hope they get rid of uh, Nathaniel Hackett and and we we'll get a we we'll get a different team next year because they've wasted this defense. I, I and the, the common denominator, Doc, is Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson's demise last year wasted the best defense in the league. Now they're wasting another best defense in the league. It's a year later. If I'm Robert Sala, I'm looking at uh at what Sean Payton's doing over there with Russell Wilson. As he's ascending and they're winning games, we're descending and losing games. I'd have to look at uh, who's in my damn locker room. But, hey, it's Doc, I appreciate you coming on as always, man, and uh, enjoy sure. the rest of the week. Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace. Um, from one OG to another, uh, Big Mac McChesney, follow uh, Zero to 60 Pod right after this show. Uh, are you going all That boy, Matt pulled up like it was a, high, a highway a robber. He got the black hat, the black shirt, the shades hey. on, the beard brushed down. I like this type of look right here, Matt. By the way, in, in California, you can do it legally. Up to $900. Yep. So come on out here. $950. Mm. Uh, Big Matt, I got some inside information. I want you to hear a video that I got um, last night. Um, 
from Patrick Mahomes. A buddy of mine recorded him live during the game talking shit. And here you go. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you were like actually gonna talk some shit like it was for real, but no, no, let's no. go, <laughs> Chief Queendom. I own you, motherfucker. Oh, Swifties in Kansas City. How's it going today? Hey, it's funny though. Kelsey now wants to be at the Chief Queendom. God, the Chief Queendom, man. Fucking I mean, shit. every every fucking time they lose, it's an excuse. But when they win. By an excuse, it's crazy that they deserved it. They deserved the P.I. in the Eagles game. They deserved the fucking punt return. They deserved the turf guy, who's a chief guy, to go out there and lay the sod that everybody slipped on. They deserved the P.I. They deserve like, dog. But when the, when the receivers drop the ball, it's the worst receiving core ever, and blah, 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 blah. Hey, dog, I can point out a million drop balls this year from every quarterback in the NFL. I haven't heard anyone feel sorry for them motherfuckers. I feel sorry for Patrick Mahomes, though. Man, rock the baby, motherfucker. Hey, Kelsey, why don't you retire? Because apparently you want to retire all of a sudden because you're injury prone. No. How about you catch the fucking ball? Yeah, Man, so look. Goddamn not- Chief Queendoms. I was excited about last night's game, and then I wasn't. Like, it, I know it was raining. I get it. Just, man. <laughs> the quarterback play is so terrible in the NFL. It's just. I can't. I can't even defend Patrick Mahomes anymore. He looks fucking super mid and super average right now. I don't care about his receivers. Stop. Stop. Um, Are we turning to the dark side? I just. I, I like Jalen Hurts, but I mean, he was shot putting the ball half the time last night. And Matt, they combined for two hundred twenty yards. Yeah, I know, bro. It was terrible. And then oh, on top of that, like. I can't help but know that all the rules are catered to the offense to be successful and you can't touch anyone anymore. And like, it's foo-foo football rule time and we they still can't score and they still are awful in the red zone. And like, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point here where, and I'm already there, where the okay. NFL is simply just something to put on TV and fall asleep to. It's like a baseball game now. Mm. Oh, the NFL has turned into fucking baseball for me. Like, I, I, I hope the game's good, but I'm gonna like, I'm gonna fucking smoke a blunt and fucking watch this because I can't do it sober because I want to jump out of the building, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. And if I wake up and the game's still going cool, and if I don't, then cool, and I'll just watch the fucking highlights. Like, uh, uh, I, I'm just to your point, it, To your point, though, we want to talk about the drop balls. All right. Christian Watts or whatever his name is, Justin Watson, whatever fucking Watson's name is, he's horrible, by the Mr. way. Mr. Randy Watson! Yeah, he, <laughs> he dropped the ball at the end. He dropped the ball at the end of the game. Let's just be honest. It's a wet ball, and, and Mahomes has a big-time arm. He threw the bitch. He threw that bitch. 
uh, that guy's not catching that ball. I don't know if Devontae Adams catches that ball. Come number on, two, he has twice and he dropped. Oh, it. I get it. I get it. Um, number two, let's just be clear here. I want to be honest. Let's talk about brass tacks. When we're talking about greatness in the GOAT, I went live on Twitter. And all, there was like hundreds of people in there, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to eat crow. I go live on Twitter, and I had I can't believe how many people were in there watching Mahomes choke. So, anyway, here's my point. He threw the ball 43 times, Matt. Let's not act like there was 40 drops. He threw the ball 43 times for 170 yards. Yes. Was a 50-yard ball drop? Sure it was. That gives him 220 on 43 attempts. Or, come on, let's be honest. This was not an escapade of greatness. He's not no. that great. He's not no. He's not the GOAT, if anyone thinks he is. I didn't see one ball besides the corner route to Watson that was actually thrown on time, a great, great NFL quarterback ball. Other than that, he's throwing dirt balls. He's throwing fucking everything. Now it's, it's, it's wet, okay? But I've seen great quarterbacks perform in wet conditions, dog. It's not like the first time that this guy's been asked to do something great. It's, it's just excuse after excuse for this one guy. I don't see those excuses being made for Burrow when he's bad. Oh, Burrow, he he's shitty. Really? I, I just don't get it. It's only one guy's narrative. And this league, it seems like they're catering to a guy that tra in Travis Kelsey who's on every single commercial you turn on. Like he's on everything. Yeah, I'm uh I was pretty bullish on thinking that like a lot of these quarterbacks were just products of their time. You know, like if you took them and put them in situations in the nineties, early two thousands, they would be equally as good or better. Wow. And uh I, I that I I gotta I gotta back that up, man. I'm I'm uh I'm I'm like completely going to the other side of this. I miss Tom Brady so much. Like he's just I, I'm I I really love the pocket passer that can dictate at the line of scrimmage and understands what he's looking at and knows that he's responsible for his own pass protection and like a true motivator that will really get on this guy's ass like. Instead of yelling at the other team, Mahomes should have been focusing that energy to his own guys last night who were fucking him at every turn and turning the ball over in the red zone. And he threw a pick, but multiple fumbles and Scanlings drop and Watson's drops. And he should be focusing that leadership and energy towards them, not necessarily dogging the other team. Philly, Philly wants to get under your fucking skin, and they did. Um, I just... I feel like in a league that is super soft and and based around throwing the football and the rules are caters towards your ability to do so, if you can run the football and be super physical and control time of possession, you're probably going to win a Super Bowl. Um, but I, I, look, man, it's all going to come down to, unfortunately, this year, just like last year, is going to come down to refs making calls not necessarily players or teams winning. And because the game is so soft and because there's so many rules that are like kind of ambiguous and you can, you don't know if it's foul or not. It's all deterrent. It's all based on the opinion or the feeling of the ref that mixed with subpar quarterback play. And then the other thing, I don't know if you saw Tom Brady's interview again, him calling out everyone, but He's talking about the coaches too. And I look, I agree with him wholeheartedly. 
the coaching is so terrible it caught at the college level at the pro level yeah. i'm sure someone's gonna get offended because i said coaching was terrible and there's some fucking coach somewhere that's like oh why does this guy know i know the coaching's terrible um the <laughs> development the development is bad like I'm so blessed that I had Bill Callahan in my corner when I transitioned from from defensive line to offensive line. If Did I didn't you hear that Rex Ryan, my, like Did if I didn't, have, uh, uh, no, I didn't play for Rex. I played for Eric or Herman Eric. Mangino. No, did you hear what Rex said yesterday? I did not hear. No, he said that Staley needs to go back to being a fucking D three coach or wherever he's from. Yeah, the the guy the Chargers is awful. Like he's he's straight falling off the rails. I love Rex. My point here is like the coaching and development is awful. It's good old boy central around here. Just look at Nathaniel Hackett. How did he get a fucking job? Because by the way, there's a common denominator in New York, and it's called Nathaniel Hackett because yeah, he's terrible. Hey, Sala, I don't know what you think. Not to cut you off, but Sala needs to look in the mirror and say, "I'm going to look at Sean Payton and why is Russell Weirdo ascending." Why are we descending, losing games? They're winning games, and I got the guy in my locker room. So Solid needs to fire him, Matt. Solid needs to fire that motherfucker and make a statement that, hey, Aaron Rodgers, this is my team. You're going to have to fucking get in in here with this offense coordinator I'm hiring. And they, they played Atlanta. They just got hammered by Buffalo. I'd imagine they'll get killed by the Dolphins, too. The defense can only do so much. They're good, but you can tell that they're fed up with this shit. They're the second highest payroll in the National Football League on defense. And they're the second worst. Like, this team is atrocious. And and you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, dude. Ridiculous. And by the way, you're right, Nate. I mean, Jordan Love, there's still a lot of questions about this kid. Is he an NFL, you know, quarterback and all that? He looked like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Bart Starr, and all the other Packers, man. Forget it. This dude. And, and you know, I'm sorry. Your job's to sit up there and answer questions. That man has a right or woman has a right to ask you any question she wants. You get paid to answer those things. All right? Handle it. The reason they're questioning you is because you're atrocious on defense. Give it to anybody else. Let somebody else coach because it ain't getting done. Um. He wow. said, go back to being a D3 coach on another clip. Um, I guess he's a D3 guy. I love Rex. I, I don't know, man. Like, I can't believe he's not fired. I, I thought the Raiders firing would make this guy get fired eventually, too. Um, but I don't know. I'm surprised to uh, see that he's still coaching um, right now with that roster. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised about anything in the NFL these days because of the good old boy mindset that there is. Like, if he when he gets fired, he's just going to get hired by his buddy somewhere else. Right. Like that. This is my biggest problem with the entire college runaround, the entire pro runaround. It's not. It's not if you can coach. It's not if you can develop a recruit. It's not if you can. It's not if you can develop the draft picks at the next level. It's who do you know, and that guy's my buddy, and I'm just going to go be a coach and collect a check. And it's always on. It's always the player's fault, right? So I, I just the the inability for grown fucking men in this profession to handle criticism and then be coached themselves is unbelievable to me. And it's almost it's almost a turnoff to the business, like. People clamor, like, are clamoring for me to, like, go take the CU job. Like, first of all, I don't work for Colorado. I love that place, but I don't work there. And and people always say that, Matt. I got to defend you on this. Like, people don't – I get this every day. 
Oh, you're, you're so good of a coach, but you're not coaching. We can't hire ourselves, homie. Sorry. Like, fuck me. I can't hire myself. And either can Matt at Colorado. You're going to have to be hired by the institution who are scared as shit. They That's are scared as a whole in church to yep. fucking bring a guy like myself or Matt into the building. Just FYI fucking I. Like every, I've turned down multiple jobs, too, because I'm not walking away from what I've built. Like if you want me to leave multiple businesses that I run that are very lucrative, you have to fucking break me off. I'm not coming to make copies and shit. Like, well, you don't have any coaching experience. Listening to somebody who's 10 years younger than me say that to me, and I'm like, well, just because you make copies for three years doesn't mean you have experience. It means that you know how to cup the balls while you're getting jabbed in the back of the throat. Hey, so, Ed, Reed, Ed Reed didn't have coaching experience. Dion didn't have fucking exactly. coaching Dion was at a charter school as a fucking OC for his son. Not like he's had huge experience. I can name a million motherfuckers that are out here coaching have no experience. experience. So that's and, and I could argue that Matt does have coaching experience. It just it's different, sure. But every single fucking day, what you're building, what you have built, is literally coaching. <laughs> that's the other thing is my my connections are nationwide because I have to deal with everybody, not just one school. So like, would I love to help my alma mater? Yeah, of course. But I also love helping Oklahoma, and I love sending guys to Michigan, and I love helping Florida State, and I want to help UCLA, and I fuck man, I, I want to help everybody that they want. I want to help BYU and Coach Funk find guys. I want to help, uh, you know, Washington find more monsters for their offensive line. Like, there, this is bigger than just the University of Colorado, and I'm honestly, like. I think that the fact that the if you have the resource and you don't use it, that tells me more than anything. And your your silence and inability to maximize the resource is more of a red flag than just saying yes or no. Like By the way, on. a guy named Jeff Saturday didn't have no fucking experience. Yeah, there. man. I mean, you can't bitch about like a lack of players, a lack of development, being dead last in all these different categories and then not try and fix it. And I know that Coach Prime, I'm not necessarily talking about him, but I've talked about this at length, and this goes from the NFL to college football. Everybody needs to be invested the same way. Like, I, everybody's row needs to be in the water here so we can all pull together. And I feel like, especially in Boulder, I'd say half the roster and everybody on the coaching staff that knows they're not coming back is all on one, two, three Cancun. And, like, when you're losing Talon Chandler, and we talked about this yesterday, but I'll reiterate, when you lose the, a commit that's been fucking beating the drum for CU since the day he committed, and, like, he's saying to me, like, I, I, I don't know if I can develop as a professional there. Well, that, that is, that's, that's bad. That's a red flag, big time. And you can either get aggravated at me because I didn't, keep him on the roster like he's in my program it it, it it as a coach i need to be honest with my clients so when talent says to me what do you think and he and i go well what's your dream school missouri and they're ranked and they're really doing well and it seems like they've got they're on the right path ascending wise and then the sec you know how fucking selfish and stupid it would be of me to say you shouldn't go there because i want you to play at my alma mater like you actually think that I'm that guy? You That's fucking idiot! Like That's you think I mean. that I you think that I'm that dude? Nah, man. I tell my guys to do what's best for them, not what's best for me. I, I, love, I hate I that. Love Colorado, but I don't love it enough to be blind. 
Hey, coaches come in my office all the time. Hey, coach, uh, we we really um, let me tell you something. I don't tell my kids where to go, so don't even come in here trying to act like you're gonna drop me some money or any of that other shit. I don't give a fuck about all that. I'm telling my kid to go to the best fit, take his visits, do an analysis, do a process of elimination, and figure out are you the guy or gonna be the other guy? Because at this level, after you play two years of JUCO. You don't have time to sit around. You have to play. And film is more important than the school size. Just so we're clear, we've seen a lot of D2 guys go to the NFL, like Larry fucking Allen and Eric Williams and a bunch of other guys I can name. By the way, get the film. The eye in the sky don't lie. I don't care. Well, it doesn't lie. I say this constantly to everyone. It doesn't matter where you play. It matters how you play. If you can fucking play, they're finding you. Ryan Jensen played at CSU Pueblo. Austin Eckler played at Western. Like, if you can play, they're fucking finding you, period. Period. So, especially now in the transfer portal era, it's more important to actually find opportunity and maximize it rather than sitting around like, well, I can only go to this school because it's going to look cooler on social media. Like, well, now you can you can go somewhere and ball the fuck out and go in the transfer portal and and play your cards that way and see if some bigger school will take you. Because they're going to take some kid that's proven it at the 1AA or D2 level for a year and played well over a high school kid. Like, the high school kids are getting jobbed out of opportunities, yes. But let's be real. Are you really getting jobbed? Or now is it equal opportunity and now you are being evaluated the same way NFL players are? A second or first year NFL player is going to be evaluated the same way a 10 year NFL player is when they want to figure out who they want to sign. We're not going to be like, well, well, he's nine years younger, so we evaluate him differently. No, it'll play into it. He's younger, but who's better? So now, as a high school kid, like the group I had in here this morning and the parents that are like, the panic and the anxiety of like, oh my God, it's come, it's getting toward nut clipping time. What are we going to do? Well, my response to that is, what have you been doing? Like, this isn't like the, the I've got two B seniors or seniors that come in here and they're like done with their senior year. And they're like, can I sign up? I really want to be part of the program. And I'm like, man, no, absolutely not. Why would I let you into the gym? You've been sitting on your ass. for. Well, I work really hard. Red flag. The parents, he's the hardest worker on the team. Red flag. Like, it, it's just. Everything that you think as a as a player or as a parent or as a high school coach, the thing the things that they think is are important are like it's the op it's not that way. Attendance doesn't mean shit. You're supposed to come. Like <laughs> the, this 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 the basic truth is this: in a grunt game, a grunt mentality is going to win. You cannot buy this. Like yeah. we, we could charge $10 million a minute at six zero. It don't mean shit. Like it doesn't matter because if you can't do the work, it we're, we're all fucked and I'm just going to look stupid. And the kid's going to be in a position where he's going to get crippled by a real motherfucker that needs football. Doesn't just like it. Um, as we're, go- as we're talking, you know, Matt Canada was fired this morning. Um, Tomlin making unprecedented moves. Usually he's a loyal guy that doesn't do those things, but he knows that he had he was taking too much heat publicly, I would assume, probably in his own locker room. Uh, I don't know if you saw Najee Harris come out and talk, which was probably directed at Matt Canada. Um, it's it's unfortunate guys get fired, but that's the nature of the business. Segue to that. I want to give you a rundown real quick of what's happening today, all right? 
Morehead State, Rob Tenure, been there a decade, gone, fired this morning. Um, I want to go through these. Northern Arizona, fired this morning. Um, Roanoke College, D3 school. There's a ton of movement right now that's going on. Uh, Alcorn State's making two coordinator jobs. Texas Southern, fired head coach. Northern Arizona, uh, not a bad spot um, for an FCS, fired this morning. Um, this is about to be Black Friday, as we know. Friday coming up after Thanksgiving, there's going to be a lot of movement. We, we're, some people are thinking it's the most movement college-wise that we've seen in, in, a, in the last five or six years. Um, and this is because of, A, you compile the portal that these administrators think they can go get all these same kids that another big school can get, which blows my mind. Whether than sit with a coach for three years, you'll fire them in two and expect to get a better guy that's out there, which really don't exist. You're just going to recycle another guy who just lost at another school, and you're going to bring him to your school and then start all over again and fire him in two more years. This is happening at an all-time rate. It's going to be disastrous. And when the coach gets fired, just FYI, it allows for more portal kids to enter the portal and just continue to just recycle the business. I'm telling you right now, dog, eventually somebody has to stand for something or fucking fall for everything because these kids ain't going to just continue to sit around. They're, as soon as the coach gets fired, Matt, you know they're gone. They're going to be at 6-0 today like coach. Our coach got fired in Northern Arizona, and now can you find me a new school? And and, 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 then, and then people talk shit about Matt. Well, look, I'm just trying to help the kid. I mean, fuck, he just left. His, the coach got fired and blah, blah, blah. That's happening everywhere, though. Just compile that by 20. And that's why the porno is what it is. But no one wants to talk about it. And then on top of that is tampering. So coaches yeah. calling me, asking me about kids on other rosters, and asking me to tell them to go to their school. I mean, what the fuck is going on? Matt. Okay, Matt. How about this? It's ridiculous. The, the coaches at whoever the fuck, Northern uh, Colorado, who just played Northern Arizona. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. I'm not saying this happened. I'm saying it's a scenario. We're in line. That coach knows that you're getting fired at Northern Arizona tomorrow. And yep. guess what? Hey, hey, Matt, go holler at that fucking safety right there. Yeah, tell hey, him, we, tell we, him. we can get him tomorrow. Hey, hey, Smitty, go get that three technique because they got a decent three technique over there. We could get this motherfucker. Dog, this, this isn't how college football should be handled. Like, this is a joke. It's free agency without a return, and it is literally a mercenary business. So we can't take the side of kids anymore. You can't do it because they're jumping shit for the bag or just for greener pastures. It's got to have some integrity, and we've lost it all. Well, I, I don't know how they regulated it. I don't know how the NCAA is going to get involved. I don't want them involved. I don't necessarily want a ton of regulation. I just, I want it to be treated like a fucking business. Agents, money managers, like real structure to help the kids. The, you know, the teams are making all this money, actually paying the players correctly, not just putting it on the fan base to go donate NIL money. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. The fans have to be accountable for this bullshit. So I, uh, Look, I, my business is a product of this, yes, but I'm also fed up with it. Like, trying to convince a parent and a kid to invest in themselves, but they still want my help. 
like, hey, I want your help. And I'm like, okay, this is what it costs. And they're like, oh, we're not going to pay for anything. And I'm like, well, then get fucked and go have somebody else help you. Like, what, what is this? Like, this is a this is a back scratching session. Like, that's the other part about this entire business that's amazing to me. All this money that's out there and everyone's so fucking cheap that they can't even help themselves. Like, if you won't put your money where your mouth is, why should anybody take you seriously? Like, how fucking dare you just assume that people are going to like, are just going to bend over backwards to help you because you're you. Like, either either Annie up, kick in, or kick rocks. Hey, Pat, we're wrapping it up. We're going to take a break before Steve Kim comes on. You, uh, you're at 6-0 today on the pod, and then you're also on Denver Radio or no? No, I quit Altitude, dog. They told me I was a felon guy, and I told them to get fucked. Yeah, well, I know you quit yeah, yeah, man. I know, I know you quit them, but are you on, you're on another one, though. What's the other one? DMV, uh, DMV. Uh, DMVR is like a, they, they do internet stuff and they have a huge footprint. And it's the all city network there in Phoenix and Chicago. And my man Brandon Spano really blew that place up. So I'm really happy for them. They do a great job. We're done with that. CU season's over. We're not doing a, 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 a Thanksgiving show. So we'll see what happens moving forward with them. But, you know, zero to 60 is rolling. We're on at 10 o'clock today. Uh, it's just me today. My my co-host Bree Mace is off, uh, but I'm going to be talking about the Buffs and the NFL and Monday Night Football and some other things. This is the last show before uh, for the Turkey Day break, so I really appreciate everything and Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families and uh, everybody that watches out there. Make sure you go support. Go get yourself some T-shirts. All the swag and stuff is all there at Six Zero. Uh, and you can check it all out. So hey, you're on. Are you on with us tomorrow? Because we're going tomorrow too. Last day. Yeah, well, I'll I'll roll with you guys in the morning. Yeah. All right, perfect. All right, Matt. Follow everyone. See you tomorrow. I appreciate you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Whitlock thing. Like, if he wants me on, let's talk shop. Yeah, definitely. I, you might want to come on there with me, so I don't. Yeah, yeah, you can't cuss on there. I can't cuss. I can't fucking cuss on fucking Whitlock's fucking show. No. Fuck. <laughs> you can't. You can't fucking do that, Matt. Yeah. Fuck. Do you have to use so many curse words? The fuck are you yeah. talking about? Damn. You can say damn. Damn. Well, gosh you say darn, damn and ass, I think. Gosh like darn, just jibby, Wilkers, dang it. Gosh Matt, darn it. Go Shut the front door, JB. Get the frick out of here. You. All right, Philip Rivers. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, one legend to another, Steve Kim. Um, Stephen Kim, what's going on? Morning. What up, Steve? Hey, uh. Right out of the gate, uh, Daddy Ball is supposed to be for youth sports. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but not at Colorado. Um, hmm. I got to ask you, the boxing thing that you did last week, a lot of people were mad about this whole thing. Can you explain it? Because I don't know anything about it, but it was I saw a lot of tweets you made. Is Was it a disappointment, huh. not only in the performance, but the whole landscape on a Thursday? Everyone was pissed that they were watching it, and it was horrible, blah, blah, blah. Was it bad or, or not? Well, the fight was bad. I mean, Shakur says he was banged up and injured, which I don't I, – I mean, I believe it because it happens. But your performance is your performance. If you're going to fight once or twice a year, that's what we judge you on. And I, I, a real fight? Huh? It was a real fight? I mean, yeah. it was a real boxing match. Not much happened. People were booing from the first round. But, you know – Shakur has to understand one thing, and he's not happy with some of my tweets, and it's really a great thing that I don't give a shit. Um, 
and I respect your core. I think I've said a lot of great things about him. But if you hit 400, I'm going to say, man, you're Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn hits 220. I'm going to say, Tony, you're hitting 220. That's the way it works here. I'm not trying to be your groupie. You don't want to be your publicist. You don't ever have to talk to me. We're good. You fight great. I will still say it, though. It's the type of character I have. But putting that aside, it was a terrible fight. It was not a great performance. But a couple things. He says, man, these long training camps, they wear you down. Right. That's why you should fight more and train less. Repetitive use injuries are up in boxing with guys fighting less than ever because they have these camps that take two, three months. The late great Emmanuel Stewart once said, Steve, all we need is six. But that means you have to be in shape. That means you have to fight more often. Fighting more often for boxers, I think, is actually healthier because you're not in the gym. You're not over sparring. Um, in terms of the Thursday night, look, that was an ESPN decision based around Formula One in Las Vegas. But, you know, boxing has some of the dumbest fans I've ever seen. Every other sport does not think Saturday night's a great night for television. You know who doesn't think it's a great night for television on Saturday night? The television industry. That's the truth. If a television show was ever shifted to a Saturday night, you know what's next? Cancellation. (laughs) Look at the NBA finals. They're never on a Saturday night. Uh, NFL football, mostly, that's special. They're on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. Very few Saturdays. Um, The World Series has Saturday night games. But almost every other sport would consider a Thursday night slot ideal. Now, the fight started a little bit late because they're showing a college football game. But guess what, guys? ESPN's going to have another Thursday night primetime or late night broadcast on Super Bowl weekend. Because get this, Super Bowl's kind of big. I wouldn't go up against it on the weekend either. So it, it was what it was. Look, Shakur's very talented. I still think that he's a very, very tough out. But this is the entertainment business, okay? And me and Mario talked about 20 minutes about that performance. And even Mario, who's, you know, a lot nicer than I am, he was bored to death. You get Mario to be critical, you must have been bad. So it's not on me. It's on you. Our job is to just talk about what we see. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, and the problem um, is too, see, like I'm a, I'm a big Shakur Stevenson fan too. Like I know how talented he is. I think he is still one of the best boxers out there. But this isn't the first time that he's had a born fight. He's start, he's starting to kind of make it a habit almost of being a a, a born fighter. And 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 he he is great at the trash talking, leading up to the fight. He gets you excited and he makes you think that he's about to really go out here and put on the show. And then you watch the fight. And yeah, he won. He he did his job. The the, the goal of boxing is to Hit and not be hit. He did that. He won. How about some hitting? Yeah, go. How about some hitting, Darnell? The nine-hit party was great. Uh, I mean, he was Nolan Ryan. He threw a no-hitter. But (laughs) I I just, you know, he he got a recent – recently he got a Reebok endorsement deal, and that that must have been for the running shoes. I mean, the fight was bad, and and, and look, I thought Edwin Del Santos showed it. He's a really good fighter himself. But Del Santos is also a southpaw which I think impacted things. He's also got really good power. That guy's a good fighter. He's going to beat a share of guys. But the issue is, if you want to fight the Tank Davises and the Ryan Garcias of the world and really make the big, big money, which is eight figures in pay-per-view events, this is the entertainment business. It's not just enough to win. It isn't. It's not fair, but that's what it is. 
But, you know, Shakur got upset because I pointed out that at the same age or the same stage of their career, Floyd Mayweather, you brought him up. Floyd early on was a entertaining and devastating offensive fighter. I was there for a lot of it when he beat Gennaro Hernandez, when he picked apart Diego Corrales, okay? Um, and he also fought a lot more. Do you know at the same age, 26, that while Shakur Stevenson has 21 fights and is now only fighting twice a year, Floyd Mayweather at the same stage has 31 fights, and there were years that he fought three times a year. He is sharpening his craft, and young fighters today – this is something I say ad nauseum. I belabor the point, and I do it purposely. You're not fighting enough to be as good as you can be or should be because all you do is practice. You do not perform. Um, I know this in baseball. I did this a lot. I made the same mistake. You can do soft toss drills. You can hit off a tee. You can do batting practice drills. You can hit off a cage. Problem is, if you do not get real at-bats in a game, you will not improve in baseball. In basketball, you can put up a 1,000 shots in the gym. Until you play some basketball, you're not going to actually get better. The See, same it's, just, it's callous, though. It, it, it's, it's like why, we're talking about this, but it's really – it correlates to everything. Like Aaron Rodgers, football injuries at all-time high. Dr. Jesse Morris comes on here. Like, what's going on? We have an all-time high in injuries because we're not playing in preseason. We're not practicing full speed. If you're boxing and you don't fucking get hit in the mouth, it's going to be pretty hard to go out and be good. Like, I just don't understand why it's so hard to understand. Because we live in the fantasy league, Steve. We live in fantasy land where... Coach, Darnell, I hear a lot of fighters, yeah, but I sparred 175 rounds. Great, you're still jarring the brain. You are still building up like a concussion. The other thing is... When you spar a lot and or too much without fighting, you become a gym fighter. You are used to getting hit with headgear and 16 to 18 ounce gloves, which is nothing like, well, nothing, but it's, a, it's different than getting hit with 8 to 10 ounce gloves with no headgear. Yeah. I've spoken to a lot of fighters that fought a lot more and trained a lot less, and they said, Steve, it's better that way. I've talked to trainers that have, that have trained fighters today. They hate what's going on. So it is what it is. Shakur has to live with that. And I'll say it again. When you fight twice a year, what do you want us to judge judge you on? If you fought six times a year, you could have a bad performance or two. It wouldn't make a difference. Really, it wouldn't. You fight I think twice a year, and we're not going to see you for another four or five months. What else yeah, do we I, go I lose by? interest. I lose interest. Here's the thing about it, too. I think we live in such a fantasy social media world where everyone's worried about what fantasy points are accumulated by their specific player that they've picked. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, he he got me 41 points. They don't understand football. They didn't watch the game. They don't understand that how this thing works. Same in boxing. I think we have so many social media fanboys who don't understand the sport. So when you say something, you're a hater. No, you're oh, just telling well, the truth. And that's the problem. I get this a lot, and now people are coming around to my way of thinking that quote-unquote hashtag activity matters. Now people are parroting it. Uh, and thanks, guys. Once again, I had the balls to say something you didn't even think of. But I love the fans. Yo, Ninja, don't watch Den. D-E-N, Den. And I'm like, well, first of all, I get paid well to watch. So even yeah. as bad as it is, I will always watch because I make good money for this. No okay? shit. I'm going to keep watching, and I'm going to keep being the most honest, intelligent guy. Sorry. I got a thing for you. Don't read me. 
Get off my timeline. I really don't get it. I know. Real simple. Real simple. Yeah, but 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 I don't have to work forty hours a week to make a good living. Maybe you do, and maybe that frustrates you. But that's a you thing. I'm gonna keep watching, and I'll keep watching Shakur. That's part of my job. But when Shakur looks spectacular, if he does in his next fight, who will be the first guy honest enough to say it? Me. There's nothing personal about this. Like I, I am a Manny Pack. I like I am a Mario Cristobal fan. I want him to succeed. His coaching this year has been terrible. I have to say it. It is what it is. Um, it, it, my favorite artist, like Nas, I like Nas. He had a couple albums in the late 90s, like that song with uh, Genuine, You Owe Me. I've said it for years. For that album, You Owe Me My Money Back, that was a bad album. Oh, my God, that was bad. Bro. No, I mean, no, the thing about you see, you've been, you've been crazy, Shakur. Like, since I've been on this show, you always show love to Shakur Steven. You always right. said how great he was, how he's the most dangerous, ran from fighter. Like, this is the first time since, I, since I've really been working with you that you've even – had any serious criticism to him. So for him to be upset, it's like people always uh, hear hear your, your criticism louder than, than the praise. You know, you've been doing all Darnell, that. Darnell, one thing I've noticed about this generation's fighters, and Larry Merchant talked me this a long ago. So this is nothing new. He said, Steve, you can say a thousand good things about somebody. You have one criticism or the headline that you didn't write that they don't like. All of a sudden, you're the enemy. And right. there is a groupie publicist culture now in media because it's all about access and being cool with somebody hey can you come on my show so it really impacts the way people are covered now when it comes to the three knockdown rule with mario and i i always said this no mario we don't ever need a guest our default position is me and you can put on a great show does not matter we don't need five guests we don't need anybody we don't need any A-listers. We're not going to kiss their ass. We will praise them when it's warranted. We will criticize them when it's warranted. But at the end of the day, Mario and I have never had to beg for a guest because we just say, oh, too bad. Um, we are going to bless our audience with more us. That, that's I, thought the so. I feel that way about Smitty and I. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean, he's he, black. I'm white. But, you know. I think yeah, you're Ebony and Ivory. But, look, Shakur is going to be okay. He's making a lot of money. He's a very skilled guy. Do I believe that there was an injury or that he wasn't 100%? Yeah, I, I do. But once you step onto that field of play or combat, your performance is your performance. It's that simple. Yeah, you're right. Um, Chiefs Queendom last night, I got some inside. Um, voiced over heat. I don't know if you heard I'm this. here. <laughs> I'm here. Um, I'm here. I can't stand the dude's voice. I can't stand the Queendom fan base. I can't stand everyone that defends this mediocrity. He threw the ball 43 times, Steve, for 170 yards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take away the two drop balls that meant that meant something. The 50 yarder and the 21 yarder that were dropped. He threw for 220 on 43 attempts. Okay, that's real mediocre. Still bad. Still bad. Like I'm trying to figure out why we only defend Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, somebody came in here and asked me earlier, tell me a team that has a better or worse wideout group, the Giants, the Bears. I, I mean, you want to keep going? I, I know a lot of teams that have worse wideout groups. I don't see those quarterbacks being defended like this. Yeah, you, you know, look, there's something very helter-skelter about the Mahomes 
read offense right now. Nothing's on time. There's not a lot of rhythm. They don't play on cadence. It doesn't look sharp. It does not look tight. And I look, I am not a conspiracy theorist about the referees fixing games, but some of these calls that the Chiefs get, it, it's hard to deny it. Like, Mahomes is treated like he's in bubble wrap. But yeah. I thought the Eagles, look, Brian Johnson is going to be a head coach one day. The way the Eagles handled their last offensive drive, I thought was terrible. They get a first down. They're in Chiefs territory. They're up by four. And I'm thinking, you know, Brian, you should keep attacking the sticks. Touchdown, you put the game away. Field goal, you almost put it away. And the way they handled it, I I said, Brian, you have Jalen Hurts. He was in the MVP discussion. Don't be afraid to play ball. And I, I didn't like that last drive. And my view is this. Coach, maybe that's an indictment on today's quarterback play even the guys that we consider elite. These guys are figured the top two quarterbacks in the league by many, and they combined for 220 last night. Combined. Mm. And Matt's starting to come over to the dark side. He's starting to see that I've been right for three years, but no, what do I know? Um, the quarterback play is atrocious. It's getting worse. I don't think it's getting better at all. And it's catered to the offensive quarterback position. You should be thriving in this uh, – with these rules and bylaws and extreme can't hit the quarterback. If you do hit him, you got to lay him down gently and Kate rock the baby. Like all this shit is catered to the quarterback. And yet we have the, the chiefs haven't scored in the second half in three weeks, Steve score. score. Like this is a atrocious offense because when you take away Kelsey and double team him, which one of my former players was on yesterday, who actually defends Kelsey one-on-one very well. They call Lonnie Johnson one of the best tight end defenders in, in football. Plays for the Saints right now. But he was like, JB, if you keep him on the line of scrimmage, you can manage him a lot easier. When Andy Reid puts him behind the line of scrimmage, it creates a little bit of a more friction. I got to pick routes and I got to go over guys and he gets the ball quicker. Um, I don't think people understand the absolute offense when it comes to struggling with Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's time for the Chiefs have to invest now. Look, Tyree Kill, whatever reason they wanted to jettison him, that's fine. He seems to be doing pretty good in Miami. Um, <laughs> they need to get now a marquee number one guy. They do. It, 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 it's such a Kelsey-centric offense, which is fine. It works. But they're get, they, I look at their uh, wide receiver core from Rice to Watson. Um, what and, and, yeah, it's a lot of twos and threes. They don't have a one. So I, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of, uh, you know, ex- investing in draft capital, if they can make a trade. I think a lot of guys would want to play for that quarterback. But, look, they've tried to piecemeal that together on the outside. I would try to get a true number one going into next season. Hey, I was talking to Weddle last night watching the game, and we're talking, and we're like, dude, this is so bad. I, I wish the regular common fantasy footballer out here, especially a lot of them in the chat, would understand what a Super Bowl champion safety, when he calls it bad, there should be someone listening. But guess what? I don't know what I'm talking about. Either does Weddle, either does Erlacher, either does anyone else that comes on the show. Dog, Steve, did you see what they're doing with the receivers in the run game? That is an indictment on Patrick Mahomes as to why we can't throw basic concepts with him with the receivers. We got to get him the ball in the run game. McKinnon, Pacheco. If you notice, they had to get Tony in the run game. Their largest run of the year of the night was Tony on an inside shovel pass. So, like, 
What are you talking about? There's a reason why he's not dropping back. And if you've noticed them, I watched it live on Twitter last night. That kind of went crazy because I was like, I'm going to eat crow or I'm going to watch this dude choke. Fuck it. I'm going to drop my nuts and watch it. So I watched it. If you've noticed, Patrick Mahomes takes like a 27-step drop. Yeah. Like he'll never set his feet. He never takes five steps, hits, climbs the pocket. It's like Matt came on and Matt's like, JB, I, I miss the old days, man. I, you know why? People don't want to talk about football. Guess what happens when Jalen Hurts and Mahomes and Kyler Murray and Lamar break the pocket and they start to do all this other shit ad lib? They actually get sacks. They give up sacks. The O-line looks worse than they actually are because you won't climb the pocket and do what's supposed to happen at the quarterback position. You take 20-step drop. By the way, if I take a 20-step drop, guess what it does? The defensive line now is past my point of return. So guess what? I have to escape now. If people don't look at it that way, they're just fantasy guys, and I'm so tired of watching the defense of these guys when the truth really is they're not very good. They're overhyped, talented, uber-talented guys. Don't get me cho- don't get it wrong, but the position is just bad being played very poorly. I'm just going to be honest. Who do we blame? Uh, are, we, are, are we putting most of the blame on the quarterbacks, or is it like Matt mentioned, is it the coaching that's so bad? Like, I, I don't – I mean – Andy Reid's not going to be a bad Andy. coach, bro. Maybe, maybe been you've been saying thing. this for a while, but two years ago, quarterback play wasn't this bad. Last year, quarterback play wasn't this bad. This year is like it's, it's I don't know what happens. No, like, no, it's it's getting worse every year, Daniel. I don't ever think it's just one thing, it's always everything, a little bit of it. Um, but look, you talk about like traditional quarterback play, and he did not have a strong game. He probably played his first bad game of the year. But C.J. Stroud, I think, is as good as anybody at going to the top of his drop, back foot hitting and making throws, climbing the pocket, going into the belly of the beast, and throwing with anticipation. I got into an argument on a space on on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. A group of Hurricane fans at Canes Unfiltered. Shout out to some of those guys watching. But I think C.J. Stroud right now is a top 10 quarterback. I don't know if he's elite, elite, but I think he's top 10. Hey, Steve, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know if there's a guy playing better than him right now. Right, in, and, and Sunday he was not good. He was a bit of a turnover machine. Two, three picks, yeah. But you look at the throws that he makes with anticipation, throwing guys open, climbing the pocket. I, I, I said to somebody, look, I'm not saying he's one of the top five guys. I don't know if you can name another five guys you would take over him right now. I don't even know if there's – with Burrow being out and Rodgers being out, right. I don't know if there's five guys that I would take over him. I'm just being honest. Uh, and I said it week one. I said it week one. I have I have receipts, as they say. Uh, we showed the video already. I said this guy's better than Lamar right now. That was week and one. And by the way, Coach, year. I wanted to say this about what you said about playing with timing and rhythm. And I know his stats aren't great, but as I think Ben Franklin once said, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. From 1991 to about 1995, Troy Aikman was the best intermediate on-time dissector I have ever seen. I don't care about Troy's stats. I don't care about anything else. But when him, Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper, Jay Novacek were all together, there were times it was almost like a machine. Three, five, seven-step drops. Troy Aikman gave an absolute clinic on the dig route, the bang eight, the deep comeback, <laughs> throwing the ball into the flat when nothing was open, the seam route to Novacek. That, to me, was just high-level quarterbacking. When people say, well, Troy Aikman, his stats, 
again, the style of play in that era, uh, Troy Aikman right now in this day's era, he could be one of those guys that could probably rush for 800 yards. He was actually that good of an athlete. People forget oh. that. He'd rush for 800 and throw for 8,000. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's move into this Florida State playoff debate before I get to, before you get out of here today. Um, there's a lot going on. Florida State lost their quarterback, as we know. They're going to play Florida this week. I got to I gotta play a game with you guys, a college football playoff madness. Uh, what if, all right? I, I got to just – I know you hate the what if, so do I, but it's coming down the last two weeks here, and it's coming down to Michigan, Ohio State. This is – the loser, as we know, if Michigan loses, you know they're not going to get a sniff. They are done because of the hatred that is out there for Harbaugh. If Ohio State loses – so let's, let's break this down. Mm. Florida State wins out, uh, Steve. I got to ask you. They're, they're in. in regardless of their 2014 Ohio State. They had their third string quarterback. Ohio, look, Florida State's had a great year. Have some quality wins. LSU is certainly a good one. And if they beat a one loss Louisville team, let, give them credit. Now, again, Jordan Travis makes that offense kind of go with his ability to extend plays. But if they win, they're in, as far as I'm concerned. Hate to say so it, but that's the way it is. They're in. Okay, so Florida State wins out. Oregon beats Washington, okay? Michigan wins out, and Bama wins out. Um, hmm. you, you're going to put Florida State in over one loss Georgia, one loss Ohio State, and one loss Oregon? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I can't do it. I can't yeah, do it. I will say this. I think Oregon right now is a top four team. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. This I cannot put Florida State on They've played as well as anybody. And the conference, Steve, the ACC, let's be honest, is atrocious. Yeah, it's, it's pretty mediocre. And, and, and I'm looking at Oregon and Washington's schedule. Strength of schedule, opponents beaten, they both absolutely annihilate Florida State's schedule and player and, and, and opponent. So Florida, so Washington and Oregon have both played harder schedules and beat better opponents than Florida State. I don't know with or without the quarterback would I put them in over one loss Georgia, one loss Oregon, one loss Michigan. I, I or, or I mean Ohio State. I don't I couldn't put Florida State in over any of those. My only argument against that, JB, now I'm thinking about it more is like if that's the case, at the beginning of the season, when we look at everyone's schedules, we're basically we're basically off the bat just saying no matter what you do, Florida State, or what you do with this team, based upon your strength of schedule. As long as this other team handles their business, you're not getting in because your schedule is just that bad. Man, that's the committee. That's not our fault. The committee set this up because if it was just if it was conference champion, which which was the old BCS, yeah. was supposed to get much love. That's not no. That's no longer. So the conference title means nothing because you're telling me Louisville's going to win and beat Florida State. They're not getting in. So there have been non-conference champions. <laughs> that have made the playoffs. There is a precedent. Um, I okay. went on the record early, guys. I kind of like Ohio State, even at the big house. The Michigan offense lacks explosiveness, and the Ohio State defense under Jim Knowles, NFL players at all three levels, and Marvin Harrison Jr. was probably the best player on the field. I may regret saying this. I like the Buckeyes this year. I think Ryan Day gets his... I think he gets off the medium hot seat. Yeah, I'm rolling with Michigan to win it all, man. I'm 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 on the hard. Wow, really? 
I'm on the hardball no. train, man, just because of the hate. And I've been there and done that, and I've seen this before. I, I just hope the players show up for him. Um, You're speaking with a heart right now, Steve. I, I mean, I think that's that's, that's heart. By the way, I think Georgia wins every game. I don't think they lose. Uh, Kirby Smart is going to go down as one of the great ones. The job he's done, and that team's actually getting better. Um, I, 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 I'm watching them lately. I watch them. They're getting better, but I don't think – I think they're going to have a, a real problem defending the quarterback at, at, at Bama right now. Yeah, but, you know, look, Jalen Milrow's gotten a lot better, but he's also very spotty. you got to make him no, immediate throws. And I and I don't mean defending throwing the ball. I'm talking about defending running the ball. I yeah, think Alabama has something there with him. They do, ball. but Carson Beck is a surgeon, and yeah. they've got all their parts back. Brock Bowers is back. And if, if Kirby Smart can pull this off, crown him. The job he did, and it's a lesson for everybody in college football. You got to be physical. You got to be tough. Have you ever watched their spring game? They actually still tackle. Yeah. They actually play football. They're not doing that soft stuff. They're not doing player empowerment. They are running a program. They're not bringing a DJ into the locker room. They're not doing any of that frivolity. They are running a serious program. Kirby Smart does not try to be nice to his players. He is a leader. Kirby, I want to see. I want to see him play Saban again because I. I don't. I don't think Georgia. I think Georgia's schedule, to be honest, if we want to be honest, has, has been the weakest of any. It's been, it's been weak. It has been, but they're going to face some teams. But they've throttled just about everybody. And uh, Carson Beck is. Hey, look, he's not the athlete Stetson Bennett is, but he has that ability to see receiver hit receiver consistently. All right. So this man. The way I just gave you scenario one, Florida State wins out, Oregon beats Washington, Michigan wins out, and Bama wins out. You got Florida State in over one loss Ohio State, one loss Georgia, correct? Yes, because there's a precedent for it. They won. Look, they've won every game. At a certain you think, point, your results have to matter. You think they'd be better than a one loss Georgia team losing at the end of the season to – well, they may look. I think Georgia's in. I actually get the sense Georgia's already wrapped up their spot. I do. The question is, will the SEC get two teams in this year? Because that's happened before, too. Okay. Scenario two. Washington wins out. Goes undefeated. And Florida, in. State, Florida State wins out. Uh, Michigan wins out. And Bama wins out. I, I still think in that scenario, Washington's in based on strength of schedule and the conference being as good as it's been in years. Florida State wins out, but I don't think they get in based on the quarterback and based on strength of schedule, who they beat. I don't see how the Florida State gets in over a one-loss Ohio State or Georgia. Yeah, I mean, look, that may be, but let's play it out. I, You know, look, I'm a guy. I watch the games. I know. And that's it. I, so I don't, I I don't think um, that shit. I'll be honest with you. I'm the same way. I know. Um, before you leave here, I got to ask you this because I'm going to talk Every to you about Coach of the Year. Different starting this speech. You know? And we uh, we came here a million miles per hour, and that's not going to stop. Um, and we left the program at a different starting point than the program we came into. And the fact that the amount of progress that has taken place over the course of the last 18, 20 months has us really excited because I don't know if there's been a lot of progress like you like I think you think there has I don't know what you think I'm interested to hear but I got to ask you if Mar is Mario Cristobal surviving this season I got to yes. ask you Kim, that's who not that's not even a question the contract insulates him look there, there has there been progress yes is this a better team than last year by far 
But they've le- they've left about three losses or wins on the table, starting with the Georgia Tech game. I got to play devil's advocate here and be the two-sided sword guy. Um, He's 11 and 12 at Miami. He's 73 and 72 since 07 as a head coach. Anywhere else you're getting fired and you're going to be called overrated. You're going to be called overpaid. In this landscape, though, is he not a guy that is going to be considered on the hot seat based on all the social media? Oh, look, there's some agitation, but he's not on the hot seat. But we have to be honest about this. He needs to change or look at his whole offensive approach. And look, this I've been critical, you know, and I like Mario. I'm a supporter of his. But if you think trying to win every game 17-13 and saying we're more physical and we won the time of possession battle is going to fly with five-star recruits like Jeremiah Smith, it's not. It's a boring style of football. It's not entertaining. If I wasn't a Miami fan, those would be the last games I watch. O-line coaches, man. Not good head coaches. I'm starting to believe you on that. They're not good head coaches, I'm telling you. Uh, You know what saved his life? I'll tell you right now what saves his life, what he needs to do. He needs to go get Dino Babers, give him a million dollars. And say, Dino, take the offense. Because Dino's as good as they come on offense. He's not a great head coach either. But you'll one not so great head coach can save another not so great head coach when you have the right pieces in well, there. Well, look, and I've said it, I've written it, I've put my name on it. Miami needs to look at a couple of things tempo and spacing offensively, and also get a dual threat quarterback. Because when they're doing that read option and, and at the mesh point with Tyler Van Dyke, he is a statue and there's no threat. We've had so many running plays that are blocked well on the front side, get chased down by backside ends. If, if Miami needs to start to get some more athleticism, another version of the Eric King, maybe taller, um, and look at running a true spread with tempo. And Because you, you can do both. You can be physical and you can still be fast. Guys, look at Oregon. A lot of those guys are Mario Cristobal guys. Their yeah. games are coming out of the gate. They are 100 miles per hour, but they're also fast, physical, and they have threats outside, and they love to score 50 points. The way Mario plays the game, and, and I, I sent you a tweet. I knew this about Mario two years ago. I told people this is what we're getting. Great program builder. Very strong recruiter. Game and clock management scares the hell out of me. It's proven to be true, and this year he has to do some self-evaluation over the way he manages games and the what type of offense he runs. Let me ask you this before you leave. Um, who's the college football coach of the year? I'm going to give you some names. Jet Fish and Barry right. Odom. Those I, two. I, I like him as well. Jerry Kill has to have has to be in oh, the mix. Great job he's uh, done at New Mexico State. Jeff Brom has to be in there. Yes. Jamie Chadwell has to be in there. I mean, he's going undefeated again. I mean, this guy's built programs. He's taken over program and gone undefeated. But I got to I gotta bring up guys that no one wants to talk about. Um, winners. Winners should be considered, and we don't ever consider them. Last year, Sirianni beats Dayball three times, and Dayball gets the, the award. I just think that we're so- – I, I would bet dollars to dime that the comeback player of the year this year in the NFL is what's his name for the Bills? Hamlin. Well, don't you have to play Hamlin? Hamlin. No, it's gonna you be don't. Dobbs. It's going to be Dobbs. Yeah, he has to play. No way, JB. No way. 
Oh, I'm telling you right now, Smitty, he's leading the league. He's that, leading that, that, that award the becomes forever devalued. It's Dobbs. This is the world we're in. So when are we going to give it to a guy like Kalen DeBoer, who's undefeated, or Dan Lanning, who's Kirby Smart? Like Kirby Smart, uh, Jim Harbaugh, in my opinion, should be really considered. They're never going to talk about it. I don't Mike think Jim's going to get a lot of support this year. Mike Norvell, Steve Sarkeesian, how about winners? Let me ask you this, though. Barry Odom is not 10-2 and two at UNLV. UNLV I mean, is a football school. Miami is a basketball school. The world is about to end. Uh, so you're going with you're going with Jed Fish. I mean, it's a tough not to Well, look, that. I think Jed Fish should be invited to the banquet. And Jed Fish was the Miami offensive coordinator about a decade ago. I was very high on him. And this is what I, I'm impressed with, with Jed the Fish. The offense that he ran with Stephen Morris, Ja'Cory Harris, and Duke Johnson has really evolved to what he's running now at Arizona. More tempo, more spacing, more design quarterback runs. See, that's the evolution of a coach. That's what I want Mario Cristobal to do. Jet Fish in Miami with that offense would do unbelievable things. I'm just telling you, I, I would love to go fishing. Jed, Jed, you're doing a hell of a job. By the, you know who's not winning Coach of the Year, guys? Lincoln Ooh. Riley. Boy, that honeymoon <laughs> is over in L.A. Yeah. Wow, it's over. Top, top, top seven of the weekend, this past weekend. Do you agree in any of these? I got Fish, Kill, Tony Elliott getting another big win at Virginia. Uh, Chris Kleiman wins a good – like, what Lance has done at KU is gr great because he's also down to a backup or a third – Third quarterback. It's a third string now. Third, yeah, again, like a win. Right. That's when you have coaching. You're coaching guys when your team is still getting through it without your starter. Um, Winningham does it in Utah. How about Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou? Yeah, he's probably going to be up for some job. I mean, they're going to they're, they've won double digit games. He's got an energy to that program, and again, fun offense, fun offense, and they flip the recruit. Uh, I guess that recruit actually wants to play serious football. Doesn't need a DJ in his locker room. But anyway, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I said it. But uh, by the way, Lincoln Riley in L.A. I've never seen a coach in L.A. get turned on this quick. Uh, because I mean, the not media, from LA. the USC media, the local media, the fans—they are off him. He's it's not being stunning. He's not from LA, Steve. He won't even let local high school teams and programs into the building. Like this guy doesn't get it. It's unbelievable, man. Uh, by the yeah, way, Hamlin I, is the leading candidate for comeback player of the year, Smitty. I told you by a landslide. He's who Hamlin? Yeah, comeback player of the year. He's winning right now. Um, okay. so I'm just telling you, that's what's gonna guy happen. Guy doesn't um, play 50 plays from the line of scrimmage this year, he's gonna win the award. I mean, he played like two plays. No, um, I don't think he's played, period. I don't think, yeah, he played two weeks ago. He, he got in the game two weeks ago. Um, this right here is the leading candidates, according to all the mainstream media, Steve. Uh, I think Willie Fritz's name should be on here. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think? You, you like this list? This is the mainstream media. I, I will say this. If Kirby Smart leads a three-peat undefeated, he's the coach of the year. To keep yeah, focus on that program and to get it home across the finish line, if he never wins another game at Georgia, he should still have a statue in Athens. Yeah. They are, they are oh, well, playing that's against a good point, Steve. 
That's a good point. I think everyone's still worried about like like the road travel, which is huge. Like if, if you're on a team that's like you know was won four games last year, and now you're winning eight or nine, you deserve credit. But you also de- deserve credit when you're sustaining greatness. And to win three years in a row, that's that's next level. That that's Hall of Fame type level, you know, coaching right there. So that's actually a good point. Yeah, I want to see uh, Georgia and Bama play bad. I think this is a well. They big, will. I mean, the, the couple and, and, weeks. And if Saban wins after losing week one, you gotta you gotta ask yourself: Is he not done a, one of the best jobs of his career? Yes. Um, this, so, this year already is the way. Hey, let me ask you though: Before you leave, Texas—they're in a very peculiar situation as well. They went out. Bama wins out, and the rest of those teams we discussed went out. Who gets in? Uh, well, Texas did beat them in Tuscaloosa, clean, didn't they? Clean. By double digits. That was not double digits. I mean, week one. Are they they going to weigh that strictly out? Because they say they don't wear that strictly out no more. Well, it's not strictly, but it's a factor. They they lost Oklahoma, who's lost since twice. Bad losses. I'm with you, but head-to-head kind of does matter when you have the same record. So, And, and again, that was a road victory. Steve, uh, tomorrow's our last show, and then I'll see you Thanksgiving Day at the house. Uh, you can watch my Dan Campbell Lions. Football Palooza. We got um, – oh, man, you don't even want to know the line. I got I'm, – I'm frying a turkey. Ooh. I'm smoking a turkey. Huh. I'm smoking a ham. Mm. I'm smoking a – I got a new smoke, another smoker edition I just bought. I'm smoking a prime rib. I am – I'm doing mac and cheese. I'm going to do a lot of other <laughs> stuff. I might so, just do intermittent fasting the whole time till Thursday. Just not eat. You should. You should because you'll enjoy it much better. And I, we got enough folks come over. Uh, you know, Doc, you can come over too. We're going to have uh, – watch the game, play a little poker, you know. drink Watch Dung Ho, do something like that. Watch Mr. Mom. Have a Michael Keaton marathon. You know, we have a lot to be thankful for. Hey, um, we might. We might have to do that. Um, I don't know. Um, all right, Steve. Uh Ball State plays tonight. Wish Big Smitty luck. Uh, wish I Whitlock luck action. for me. Wish, wish Whitlock luck for me today. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll see you Thursday, know. guys. All right, guys. Later. Peace. Um, chirp, chirp, baby. Chirp, chirp. Hey, Doc. One of my uh, all-time mentors is in the chat right here, uh, Dr. Mendoza, my, my principal at Long Beach Cabrillo High School, Compton College legend, Watts legend, Nickerson Garden legend. Whew. You don't even know about that. Mendoza, what's going on? Nice to meet you, sir. It's a, hey, uh, let me ask you something, Smitty, before we take a break, a commercial break, so I can take a piss to give me some coffee. Is, is, is drip and swag more important than the actual game being played? Uh, that is a question that I want to dive into with you because uh, – I'm gonna be honest. Uh, one of my buddies who coaches is, is is brought it up to me, and I, I that's why I didn't allow pink. Doc will tell you, I didn't allow my players to wear pink. I thought it was a distraction. Uh, now it's even become more prominent. Uh, I believe that with nil money and the allowance of these teenagers to manage money that they would never see this early in their life before. Um, it's just, I don't know, Big Smitty. You can't tell me that these cats aren't spending more time on the combination of their cleats, socks, towels, and wristbands, probably pink wristbands, uh, 
than they are watching film, opponent scout, working out, and paying attention to the actual game and the players playing them. I think that's a real discussion we got to have, Big Smitty. Think about it. Uh, let's come back after this break and talk about it, along with some Tom Brady. Is Has Snoop Dogg really duped us? Ooh. And uh, is Billy Napier surviving the Florida State game this weekend? Plus, uh, Jim Harbaugh speaks out, and Tom Brady, we're going to break that down as well. Don't go anywhere. Pound the like button before you get out of here. We got another 45 minutes left. Doc, happy Thanksgiving. Come out, Doc. Get you some tequila, cigar, uh, and I'm going to smoke all kind of meat. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Kiko's going to come. Coco's going to come, Doc. So make sure Doc knows that who that is. No one else knows who that is. Uh, but uh, pound the like. Uh, Bailey, take us away. Here's the, here's the point, though. Think about it. Talk to me. If this wasn't here, though, if this social media platform on social media did not exist, these cats would be nobodies. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what they'd have to do, though? Work. They would have to work and do a regular job. And actually, I I agree with Pat. I we think society would be way better off. You wouldn't have this money enabled motherfuckers. And guess what? The cream would rise to the top. Not a million motherfuckers watered down like football is right now would have a platform or a voice. And we got too many cats with voices that are meaningless. They're absolutely fucking destroying the youth from hearing all this dumb shit. So like if they were if if any of the, if half that shit was gone and they would actually go out and earn their keep, there'd be a whole nother fucking world right now. We'd be a way a lot better off, in my opinion. Shit. You know what? But, it's a balance though, like. I, I don't fully disagree with you guys because, yeah, there's a ton of this BS online that is causing issues, influencing kids. That's just like stuff that I look at. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I just scroll past because it's like, it's, it's just, it's so stupid, right? But there's also a ton of just entertaining, talented motherfuckers who just don't, didn't have the opportunity to get it out of Fox Sports, or ESPN, or Bleach Report, or whatever that platform was. So they have to invest in themselves and create stuff. There's so many people like comedian, online comedians that are, hilarious like i'm not just saying like they're they're actually funny but they had to invest in themselves and by the power of this thing right here was able to build up a certain brand and following to where now they have literally changed their lives so me i'm kind of stuck in the middle i lean a little bit more towards the side of liking social media because of the opportunities that it provides because what you're saying is true we didn't have social media everybody who does it will have to figure out something else or get regular nine to five jobs I mean, on one end, yeah, maybe, maybe the world is better because you got more employees, I guess. But from my end, someone who's a hustler and you're a hustler. Are you worried that Aaron Rodgers comes back and something similar to Cam Akers happens, even though it's a different part of the body? Um, is this something to worry about? I, I think there's always a concern. The The important thing to note is Cam Akers is actually his opposite side. So now he's tore both Achilles. Um, and in my opinion, it was a compensation. Uh, think about if you can't use that leg for three, four, five, six months, whatever, what are you pushing off on the other side? That, that Achilles is constantly getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And now that, that bad leg is weaker when you're coming back. So what are you using to, to move? You're good Achilles. Yeah. Um, you know, Rogers is a little bit of a different situation because that is not his plant leg. Like 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 uh, Kirk Cousins is, it. Um, so it's more of a guy. And that's why he can still throw fifty yard bombs because he doesn't have to put any back leg into it that's injured. 
he's using his front leg. You know, I mean, his front leg's injured, so it's not as bad. Uh, is he playing with fire? Yeah, but at this stage of his career, he can, he can you know, he can play with fire. Um, you know, if he was 21, 22, 23, he would be score. Um, you know, the, the risk for Rodgers is overstretching that tendon, re-tearing it, but it's really low. Overstretching is much more common than re-tearing it. Um, you know, so that's part of the concern. Uh, do I think he comes back? Yeah. Do I think his team uh, looks significantly better with him there? Yeah. I- yes, sir. Um, Blake, I don't know what you're doing, Blake. Doc, Coco's real one. Blake, I don't know what you're talking about. That's some Kansas shit you're talking about. Um. That's some Mahomes shit you're talking about. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's just. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, uh. Hey, turn your phone the other way. Yeah, I see it, man. But it's. It looks yeah. better when Smitty's I was struggling. struggling. Smitty's struggling. Uh, it's not that, man. StreamYard kind of weird. Like, if I start off horizontal like this, and then I flip it back vertical, it'll still fill out the screen. It looks better when it's vertical because my camera's weird. So that's why I like doing it up and down. Um, I get all uh-huh. this stuff for the next week. I got my Pop-Tart, though. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. My is not the boat. Hey, you're loving it, man. I know you're loving this. Hey, <laughs> uh, Chief Quinton was pissed off last night, JB. They were, oh they man, they was going Miami at me. They was watching. They was watching me live on Twitter like they wanted that touchdown. If he would cut that touchdown, dog, I, I was like taking an extra sip. I'm like, oh shit, he's about to drop. He dropped that bit. Hey, I said, hey, good ball. I'm gonna keep it. Good ball. But, that, was a be- that was a beautiful throw. We got by the way, throw. you still had a minute something left. You, the goats figure a way out, dog. You know how many times we've seen that happen? You the goats figure it out. You got to make it happen. Uh, hey, listen, we can make all the excuses we want. End of the day, it's funny though. You know what's funny? What's funny? See, perception's reality. And see, I gotta break down. I gotta, I gotta bring Blake back down to earth with some realism. It's funny, though, that y'all will bash Burrow when the receiver drops the ball and it's picked. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever seen the receivers drop the ball and it's picked off and you blame the quarterback? But when yeah, he I drops it, got last season. Yeah, but when he drops it, the quarterback, it's, oh, the baby, rock the baby. Fuck out of here, man. How about when they drop the ball and it's picked off? I don't ever hear the receivers get the blame for that shit. Yo, blame the quarterback. It's funny how you got goggles on for certain dudes. Yeah, that's real. Hey, man. Like, you're making my point, homie. Quarterbacks are all shitty. You haven't heard me just slander Mahomes. I just tell you that Mahomes is actually overrated. I never said he's a bad dude. I never said I attacked his character. No. But he does some weird shit. 
The motherfucker does some weird shit. I'll be honest. He does some weird ass shit, though. But that's, I'm not attacking his character. Here's the thing I got to say, though. I love Mahomes when he came back last year with the ankle and he didn't want to go out. I loved him. Yeah. He came out and said it. <laughs> I loved last night how he <laughs> took it on the chin. He never threw a receiver under the bus. He yep. said, you know what? I could have maybe underthrew him. He's making excuses for his sorry-ass receivers because he knows he needs them, which tells me that that is what a leader does, and that is a guy that knows he has a lot of work to do to catch Tom Brady's ring count, and he knows he needs those guys. See, it's deeper. I see through it. I saw it, and I appreciate it. I respect it. He's not. He is the guy that is. they listen to when he talks. I'm not. I've never said he's not. I've never said he's gar. I've never said he's a horrible human. I've never said any of that shit. His brother's a weirdo fuck. His wife's a weirdo fuck. I've never said that he is. I said that he has a weird voice, and he does some. You know, honestly, what, what I think happens is part of this is not even Mahomes' fault. I think it's the it's the queendom that goes so hard at crowning him that it naturally makes media figures like yourself, myself, like say, hold on, pump the brakes. Like, yeah, he's super talented, he's super good, but he ain't the best ever. He ain't top They're annoying. Right they anointed him, dog. That's, so, that's Stephen A and them, dog. That's Stephen A. Yeah. Everybody anointed him week one of his rookie year when he came in for Alex Smith. Everybody thought he already anointed him. We do that. For everybody, though, Smitty, we did it with Wamunyama. We've done it for all these guys. They're the best we've ever seen. They're going to be the best. It sets the pedestal up here for everybody. And everyone now, when you fall and don't meet those requirements or criteria, you're a bust. Right. Hey, yeah, Smitty, not we did it with Prime in Colorado. Right. You set the bar super-duper high. And when you don't reach it, then, yeah, no – I, I, I think you're right. I think when, when expectations are set at a certain point, then that changes the whole conversation around a player or a team or et cetera. So like I said, when, you, when you're when you going at Mahomes or when I'm going at Mahomes or going at the Chiefs, it's not like I, – I, I don't – I'm not crazy. But they got two Super Bowls. Every single year that Mahomes has been starting, I think they've been in at least the AFC Championship game. So say what we want, the guy's a winner, and they are one of the best teams year in and year out. That, those are facts. So I'd be crazy to say this guy sucks or he's shitty or he's not doesn't have a crazy amount of talent. No, this guy talent what talent wise, he's an all-time great talent wise. But if the man retired today, right now, and he didn't do anything else, would we put this guy top five? Would we put this guy, you know, in the GOAT conversation? Hell no. So I just think. The fans get so excited and enamored at like the the no look throws and the, the sixty yard bombs down the field that they're quick to crown them and call them the greatest quarterback we've ever seen and this that and the third and it makes people like us have to ne- have to naturally kind of go at them not because anything that Mahomes said or did but because the fans are so crazy and anointing guys so quickly that. You just kind of naturally got to go at him. It's kind of like me with LeBron. My whole life with LeBron, I've been like anti-LeBron. Now, there's certain things that, that he's done that I didn't like for sure, but a large part of it is fans just from year two. Oh, this guy's better than Kobe. He's the best player in the league. He's it. 
I'm like, what? Better than Kobe? Like, Kobe got three rings at this point at this point in his career. Like, how are we already putting this guy above him? So due to my frustration, you naturally have to, like, go against the, the guy because the fan. It's the fan's fault, JB. I mean, I, I, I've broken down the Super Bowl, Smitty. He's been horrific. He's been one of the most – the biggest superstar quarterback ever as has been the worst quarterback ever in Super Bowls. His performances in Super Bowls have been atrocious. And they win not because of him, but because they win with him. They have to. Chad Henney also right. won. Chad Henney also came in and made a major big part. So as other quarterbacks, when he gets hurt and get injured, they win with them, not because of him. And without a punt return last year, without that penalty, and we can say that last night too for the drop balls. We go both ways. But let's be honest. Like, this guy has not been fucking stellar, okay? He's not ripped Super Bowls. He's done what he did last night in Super Bowls. That's what he does. He'll throw a touchdown maybe, and then – He'll throw a big pick. He'll throw a bunch of dirt balls. He'll throw laterals, screens, bubbles. Like, it, we we got to start looking at it, man. Like, Weddle and I were talking last night. Like, the dude is not dissecting coverage. Like, the dude doesn't stop his drop. That is a telltale sign that when you play quarterback and you don't stop your drop, you're just drifting back and back and back and back, meaning that what are you doing? You're ad-libbing now. Like, why don't he take a five-step drop and climb the pocket and eyes downfield and throw the ball off of a defender's earlobe on time? I, I've never seen it. For a guy that see, people call the GOAT, you can't set his bar that high. And then, But anyway, we're going to end with Mahomes and, and, and a little more. We got off track. I got to ask you about this drip and swag. You, you, you're younger. You, you got your ear to the ground. You see all this entertainment world, rap game, everything that's going on in this day, the, the sexy reds and all this different shit. Is, and I believe we've had this conversation. We know it's been happening. We, we followed NWA. I, I used to rock white tees and khakis. Um, that is what we do. We all see that. Let's do it. I think it's pr more prominent now because of cell phone coverage and all that. We already know. We've had this discussion. But this particular discussion is drip and swag more important than actual wins and losses? Um, goes back to White Man Can't Jump, uh, the great classic movie. Um, where are you at with this in this in this in this generation? I think Colorado obviously is the biggest, um, you know, the biggest culprit we can use as an example of what's going on with with the watch game and and all the shit that was stolen and all these different things that have happened with Colorado and Deion Sanders. Um, but it's happening everywhere. Let's make no mistake about it. Colorado's just being covered the most. It's happening everywhere. These guys love the attention. They love it. Um, they've got more money than they've ever had before. They used to be cubic zirconia. Now they're real. And they're flossing about it. And I think that that is more, uh, uh, more important to them than actually learning about the game, watching film, et cetera, et cetera. Even the babies. Look at the babies. Um, so it is what it is. Where, where are you at with this thing? Am I overblowing it? Is it overhyped or is it real? I got coaches that are coaching this game telling me it's real and they cannot coach it anymore. They're saying that they really rather worry about they have people, they have their player. This is and I'll leave you with this. They've had players late to games because they had to go to Big Five and get a colored bandana, colored wristband, colored socks. And again, 
That's more important than pre prepping for the opponent that you're about to go play in an hour. Like, guess what? My motherfucking ass wouldn't, you wouldn't be playing today. <laughs> you can let, hey, I want you to dress up too. Look sexy as fuck. You ain't stepping on the field though. Mm. That is how you change it. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, this is a nuanced kind of question because I do think there are some players who care more about all, all the swag, the drip, the outside noise. Uh, they care about that more than they do about actually playing well and winning the games. And um, you've been seeing that for a long time. I mean, I think uh, I don't know if it was Matt or somebody was on here the other day talking about, you know, just guys care about just being a part of something. You know what I'm saying? Like being a part of the team, wearing the jersey, wearing the Alabama jersey, just saying I'm a, I'm a part of the football team because of the uh, the type of brand that, that Alabama has or whatever that school has, it makes you look good, you know what I'm saying, when, when you're walking around with that jersey on. So I do think there, every team that you go on for years have always been, been that way. Even when I would go back to high school or even college, there, there were guys who you could tell the effort wasn't always there. They kind of just did enough to hang around. And then they just like to say they're a part of the team so they can say that. Uh, but for the most part, man, the guys who actually matter, the guys who are actually, you know, on that field playing, starting, I don't know. I'm not coaching right now, so I can't tell you without a shadow of a doubt what the today's players are thinking. But, again, I'm not that far removed. And I just know from my playing days, we still have some pride about ourselves. And we still cared about going out there and competing and winning, and we hated to lose. And even if you didn't care about the team and you were a selfish guy, you still, at bare minimum, cared about how you looked on film. Because if you play college football, we all think we're going to the league. Whether it's true or not, I don't care if it's Maxion, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12, you name it, you think you're going to the league. So, I mean, I, I just think because of that mindset, yeah, you care about the drip, you care about how you look, you know, you you're going to be on TV, you know, you're going, you want to take the picture, you got social media, you know, you're trying to get the girls, all that plays a role. So the swag and the drip is definitely important and probably more important today because of, the, of social media. But the main thing is still the main thing. And if you're not playing well and you're not winning, then you talk about those NIL dollars, that money ain't going to be there if you're not playing well. That money ain't going to be like, uh, like you got to, you got to, you got to ball out to, in order to, to to keep all that stuff, to keep the swag, to keep the brand going. So I do think there are some players who care more about the drip. But I think overall, man, I, I mean, my assumption, my guess, my hope would be that these kids still care about how they perform on that field. You know what I'm saying? Real quick story. It's funny you mentioned, like, players being late to games. I remember in high school, and I can't I can't remember the guys who did it, but I remember it was October, breast cancer wear this month. I know you hate the pink, um, but we did used to wear pink. And I remember, man, it was a couple of guys who like I think after school went to like Dick Sporting Goods and got in trouble for because I think they stole some pink gear and they ended up getting caught and every you know, year. Every year. Suspended and they couldn't play that game. It was like a whole it was a whole big thing. Your coach had to talk to the people and figure it out so they wouldn't get in no serious trouble and all this, that, and the third. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of truth in what you're saying, for sure. Yeah. Um, college football, man, as we talked about with Steve Kim, uh, like I said, it's just going to be very interesting. Billy Napier, um, does he survive the Florida State game 
this weekend if he loses. Um, mm. I I have a hard time figuring it because I'm seeing too much out there, and and I think Matt Canada got fired this morning from by Mike Tomlin because of the outside noise, the Ryan Clarks of the world, who's a basically alum of the Steelers, who's a big voice who comes out and makes a, you know, kind of takes a shot at him. And, and, and I know Tomlin's addressed it before about Ryan Clark taking shots at the program. He's like, man, you play for us. You keep taking shots at us. It is what it is. But um, I don't think Tomlin really uh, respects Ryan Clark, in my opinion, watching him talk, um, even though he played for that organization and banged head for him. It's crazy how you forget about all the things that happen in a locker room when you become a media member, um, which I think is disheartening to Tomlin. But I think as loyal as he is and understanding this game, because there's one thing that Ryan Clark hasn't done, and that's coached. He hasn't coached the same type of Ryan Clarks in the world in a group of 85 guys or 53 guys or whatever and had to make cuts and had to manage staff and all this type of shit. It's real easy to get on a podium and talk about what's wrong. Well, come fix it then, motherfucker. Like I, I tell people all the time, come fix it then. But they won't. They won't even discuss come fixing it because they have no clue about fixing it. They just got to talk about it. That is the same way with Billy Napier surviving this Florida State game. I think that this is another issue, in my opinion, um, because of the heat that they take on social media that the admin absolutely sees now where they usually would not have seen. And then you start to see recruits say, I'm not coming there no more. Mm. I'm not going there no more. I'm going here. I'm, we're, we're, we're getting decommits to start coming out on social media. I don't like the way of the program. So now administrators see that and say, okay, if we don't beat our rival this weekend and we're going to lose more guys. Do we have to get rid of their Billy Napier? It's just so screwed up right now, man, in this business. I don't I never thought he was a power five guy just because of knowing what he does. I think he's a mid-major. I think he's a good football coach. I like Billy Napier. Good recruiter. Um, I don't know if he's the guy to manage those personalities that you would get at a big time program like Florida. So uh, Florida State has to win, and I wouldn't be shocked if Florida plays them super close and tight um, in this game without a quarterback. I wouldn't even be shocked if Florida wins the game. Um, where are you at with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you ended with that last point because to me, I think it depends how the game goes. If they lose, but it's a it's a shootout, it's a brawl, they go to double overtime and it's a tight one, and they can Florida compete their ass off. I can see Napier actually, actually surviving it. But they go out there, they lay an egg against the rivals, lose by double-digit points. Game is not really close the entirety of the game, and it's pretty much one-sided throughout. I think I think Billy's he's going to get up out of there. You know, I mean, we live in a world now where it's what have you done for me lately. It's a microwave society. We want everything fast. We want to win now. National champions now. Playoffs now. And if you're not doing that, then – there will be changes. And I think you hit the nail on the head. The pressure of social media, the pressure of the real media. You know, we got these national TV shows every single day. You got college football shows where they're every day that you're getting criticism and criticism and criticism. And you got your donors over here trying to, you know, they're putting out all this money and they're not seeing the results. And you just got all this noise coming in and, and, and you're the, you know, the AD or whatever. And you got to make a decision. It's like, man, look, I got to do something to save face, to show that I care, to show that I'm trying to, 
improve what we got going on here. So with that all being said, man, I do think it's a very important game. He has to, at bare minimum, compete at a very high level, keep the game close, and um, I think he'll have a chance. But if he lose and it's not close, I think it's a wrap. Um, next topic, Mario Cristobal. I just talked to Steve Kim about it. I want to get your take on it. He's 11 and 12 as the head coach in Miami. I don't believe when he took that job, that was the expectation by the Miami alum, like the Michael Irvins, the Warren Saps, and the Ray Lewis's and uh, all these Ed Reed. I mean, this, this is an alumni that runs deep. Um, I don't believe this is their, um, you know, expectation. He's also 73 and 72 as a head football coach. Um, just not very good. I think I just don't think he's very good as a head coach. Like I said, O-line coaches just aren't those guys to hire um where you at with that do you think he's overrated overpaid or both or do you see him staying uh steve kim thinks he's for surely there another year which i could see but i also see next year being miserable for him and it's almost better to leave year two than it is stick around year three and be miserable and know that you're going to be fired even regardless of what you do because next year they go nine and three let's say they're making progress. Guess what? Nine and three gets you fired. Yeah, I mean the fact that they are improving technically between this year and last year. I mean, I do think he'll get at least another another shot at it. You know, what I'm saying next season. You know, uh, Miami hasn't been Miami since I don't know when. Like it's been a long time since they've been like the 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 real you. You know what I'm saying? So I know that that that's what we miss and, that, and that's what, what, what we think about when we think about Miami. But they haven't been there in a, in a long time, you know what I'm saying? So I think you do have to have to give them some time, and you do have to look at the fact that they have improved and they have gotten a little better. Now, the, ask your question: Do I think he's overrated? Yeah, because look at the fact. I mean, would you say his overall record was 73 and 72? Yeah, that's 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 the definition of mid. That's the definition of average. You know what I'm saying? He's not bad. He's not great. He's literally just average. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just think 100%, yeah, he, he's overrated. Now, is he overpaid? You know my saying, JB, you are worth what they are willing to give you. So I ain't going to never say a man's overpaid because if they, if they if that's what they wanted to do, that's what they wanted to get this man, then that's what you worth. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. But, yeah, the, the results will say in the totality of his career that, uh, yeah, he is uh, overrated. Yeah, what we got going on here. We got we got the, we got the legends. Ed, that was just the, uh, uh, that was just that was talking about the swag. It's always been we've always yeah. tried to be swagged out. Um, yeah. I just don't know if I don't I don't think Dion prepped that 15 minutes before the game though. Mm. I think I that you. shit was prepped out Monday. It was laid out. out the shoes on the ground, the cleats. Because yeah. I think Dion was professional enough to know. Okay, I got to go out here and defend motherfucking Michael Irvin today, Jerry Rice today, Andre Risen today. I don't believe he was worried about it. He had swag in the game, and he had his 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 his, his you know feng shui. But I think he focused on what the fuck guys were doing too. Um, and I still think a lot of guys do though, JB. Again, I just think whenever you're losing. I said this yesterday. Everything is just thrown at you. Oh, well, they care about their swag more than the play. They got a DJ in the locker room. Oh, they, 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 they uh, dancing in the, in the TikTok videos. They're talking to fans. They're, 
And listen, I'm not saying none of that matters. Like, yeah, like, when, when you're having an undisciplined team, talking specifically about Colorado, yeah, any signs of undisciplined, uh, undisciplined nature is going to feed the beast, right? But at the same time, I was like, man, I just been, I, I'm a younger cat, and I know that every team I've been a part of, yeah, you got players who care about swag and drip, and you got players who, you know, you got knuckleheads who go who smoke before the game. You got like everything that happens happens everywhere has been happening that way. And I've been a part of really good teams that went ten and two, and I've been a really shitty teams that went you know five and seven. And both teams had the same type of characters, the same type of stuff. At the end of the day, do you have the skill set, the talent, and the coaches to lead you to prosperity? And if you don't, you're going to lose. If you do, you will win. All that other stuff, man, it plays a factor to an extent. But I'm telling you, man, some of my best teams had a lot of this shit that we're talking about right now. But we won, so nobody cared. Yeah. Um, pound that like button, man, on three on me. One, two, three. Pound the like. You guys are bullshitting today. Yesterday you killed it for us. Today you're bullshitting. You got to be consistent. We had a thousand likes yesterday, JB? Yeah. Life has got about consistency, and today we don't have it. It's like Patrick Mahomes, man. You can't be up one day, down one day. You got to stay so that you can build it and be the best. Like, that's what we need to blow through the algorithm, man. They try to keep us down. They don't like me. They know yeah, I don't like baby. Smitty. They know that I'm racist. They know I keep. I don't like Smitty. They know I don't talk to me. I don't give them tips. That is what they know. They're gonna keep us down. You gotta fight through that as a, as a fan base. You just said uh, contrary to belief. You said a bar. You said something. What you say? You said life's about consistency, and then you said something after that. Well, it was a bar. You just said, and I don't think people even caught that. Yeah, I, like, I say them all the time. I don't even know. I should have a person just follow me around and just write down shit I say because I don't remember what I say because I'm just so real with it. Ad libs off the dome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a special cat, Smitty. I was, I was, I was built different. I was built different. I am him. Uh, that's okay. it. You talk about cringe. That shit make me cringe like a motherfucker. I hear that shit. I'm him. Shut the fuck. No, you're not. It's it's kind of old now, but but the shit was kind of hard at first though. Like that, that is kind of like. I'm him, like, like it, it, it's the simplest way. I, I don't have to say I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm tough, I'm the best. I'm just him. Like, whoever you Look think that. that guy is, that's who yeah, I am. Yeah, 900 in here earlier. 900 in here, and we still only got 394 likes. Like, Whoa. man, we got to ask for likes every day. I don't get it. Most cats go on a show, they pound the like shit. Everyone has a million likes and shit. We're like, got 1,000 likes in the first 20 minutes. We don't. We, we we over here struggling at four hundred like right, we're just gonna be average, ready. Fuck it. Do you, do you think? You think if we if we were less racist that we would get more likes, or do we need to be more racist and we get more? Like, what side you think we on? More. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take a note to that. Let me get my little. I think I'm I think I'm gonna just, I think I'm gonna turn it into a straight racist show. You and I just go straight at each other, and we'll take it to Patreon. Ooh, got subscribe. You just call each other like straight up. You just call me whatever, cracker, yeah. honky, and fuck it. And then I, we just go at it. And then I'm doing on Patreon. They can't do nothing. They can't say nothing. And we just go on Patreon and do and be ourselves, racists. And then yeah. shit, what can they do? I think that'll blow up. That might be the route, man. Hey, we might start next week. Come back after Thanksgiving break. You know what I mean? That might be time. Get your get your backdrop. Get your backdrop. You know what I'm saying? Why is the right? black TV over the white wall? I find that very racist. 
Well, you I gotta. You can't have too much white in the room. You gotta. I find it. that very racist. I'm gonna be honest. It's even on Patreon. We could discuss it. I find that very racist right now. Black TV, dark black TV. No, nothing on it. Nothing on it. By the way, by design, he has a full-on black TV hanging over the white wall. Very, very interesting to say the least. Leading to my next point, we already talked about the coaches. Uh, coaches deal. I gotta ask you. Uh. We talked about the coach of the year. It's hard right now. I think the winner should get coach of the year. I don't think we should give awards for everybody. Uh, we need to give winners coach of the year. Um, and there's a few guys that I would consider o- over other guys. I love what Jed Fish is doing, but he's lost three games. He's not going to be the Pac-12 champion most likely. So he's not even a champion in his own league. Then we have undefeated guys um, like Kevin DeBoer at Washington. If Dan Lanning beats him, I believe he's in the mix. Lance Leipold, he's doing a great job rebuilding the program, but he's not coach of the year. Um, Willie Fritz lost the game. He's doing a great job. This is what Willie Fritz does, by the way, but he won't get coach of the year. Um, Venable shouldn't even begin the conversation, in my opinion. He beat Texas, but then he lost to Oklahoma State, his rivalry. He's lost to KU with a third-string quarterback. He's played very average to a lot of other games. I don't believe he's coach of the year. Um, and then there's guys out there that Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh, and Nick Saban, who we won't bring up because it's expected. They're go. expected to be great. You know how hard it is to be good every fucking year? It's harder to do that consistently than it is to win one year. So – I don't know. That, that's I, always it, been an issue, though, in sports. Even when it comes to like, the MVP award, like, I know, and not, not not to change topic, but just a quick example, like, people will make an argument that, well, LeBron could have won an MVP seven years in a row, or Kobe could have won an MVP four years in a row. Now. Be- once the expectation is at a certain point, you are, you have to do, like, almost an, an incredible feat to even get back in the conversation, because, like you said, now it's expected. And unfortunately, with Saban and, and Jimbo, those guys, it's almost like they would have to have a really bad year and then come back and have a great year to get back in the coach of the year conversation. You know what I mean? Which is wild, which is wild. So Um, I I hate voting on a coach of the year right now too, because Michigan and Ohio state, Ryan day is undefeated. Like whoever wins that game should be in the mix for coach of the year too. Like, but there, I haven't even heard either one of their names. I've heard well, you know Harbaugh. You know Harbaugh ain't winning. <laughs> I know, and that's what I'm saying. That's why it's great. But I haven't heard Ryan Day's name at all. We've talked about how bad their quarterback play is. We've talked about how bad, uh, you know, we can't get uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball like he was getting last year without CJ, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? He's still performing. The defense is top five. They're undefeated. They're about to play Michigan in an all-out, you know, maybe the game of the year, we hope. Um, like, I haven't heard his name at all. And I don't care. Mm. I have no dog in the fight on either side of the Michigan-Ohio State game. I don't care. But at the same time, it's like, dog, these guys are winners. Start paying homage. Barry Odom's done a hell of a job. He's 10-2 and two at UNLV. Unbelievable year in Vegas. Barry Odom, great dude. Love the dude to death. I think he's a hell of a football coach. He'll, know, he'll never get it. Jamie Chadwell, undefeated at Liberty. Inherited a program, left Coastal Carolina, where you can see they miss him. Coastal's lost, what, three or four games this year. Liberty's undefeated. I mean, he's up for the Mississippi State job from what I just heard from a buddy of mine 
um, about an hour ago. He's the leading candidate to take over Mississippi State. So I think Jamie Chadwell fits in at Mississippi State very well. But again, I go back to big fish in the little pond. I don't know if Jamie Chadwell can go into the big pond and not get swallowed. I, I, I equate Jamie Chadwell to my main man at Gonzaga in the basketball world. I think if he leaves Gonzaga and goes to UCLA, he gets swallowed up by the bigger fish. I think Jamie Chadwell needs to stay at the mid-major level. I think he dominates that level. I think there's a niche for everybody, niche for everybody. I don't know if he's the guy for the SEC, but mm -hmm. hey, we'll see. They thought row the boat. They thought row the boat could go from mid-major to power five. Guess what happened there? Row the boat. has. It sank. worked at first. It worked they at sank. first. It sank. It sank. But it, but it was rolling at first. Yeah, the shark, the shark bit that motherfucking roller. My boy was rolling. <laughs> the shark got the roll. They bit the motherfucker. The, the shit sank. Um. So we'll get to coach of the year as we get down. We'll give our coaches of the year voting later. But we got to ask you. We got about nine minutes here. We got about three topics to get through. Yeah. Number one, did Snoop dupe us? Ooh, it's because guess what? It's crazy, dog. Do you know how much hate I took yesterday on Instagram? Everybody's coming at you like CJ. Oh, he JB, ain't about the weed. He was joking. No, 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 JB, you Mister LA, and you got home. You know everybody, but guess what? You got duped by Snoop. Blah blah blah. So did I get duped, or did, or am I not? eager or willing enough to give a fuck about diving into everyone's tweets and find out if it's real or not, like ball sack or whatever that shit. They blocked me, by the way, because I went ham on them. But they all all they do is they do fake shit. And then I didn't know that. I don't know how this thing works. So if you retweet what they did, everyone, about, oh, they ball sacked you. <laughs> Motherfucker, that sounds like feminine as shit. Like, I don't know. I, heard, I never heard that word before. Balls okay, you? so let me ask you. I find it hard-pressed that a smokeless fire pit company, which I looked into. By the way, I reached out to them, too. You want another ad sponsor? Um, they're not big at all. They're very small. Nobody knew who they were. I don't believe they have the big enough income or resources to pay a snoop for what he gets for doing these big companies. Corona. You got to have major cheese, NFL. You Snoop ain't doing no charity-ass fucking case for no smokeless fire pit company unless he was either A, knows the owner, helping the homie, or B, showing – I think we're taking it out of – I, I think he is stopping smoking weed. I don't think that has to be true. I don't think that has anything to do with him smoking weed. Fuck the balloons coming from. I don't believe. Is that you to do that? You do that? I don't see what you're talking about. All right, so I think <laughs> I think Snoop is stopping the weed. I truly believe he'll stop the weed. I think he found out some shit from what I've done and figured out. I think he's dove into some shit from the big people that have money and said, there's some shit to it. Because Boosie came out. Who else? Who was it that came out and said they stopped? Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Meek Mill. So you think they all got duped? So, JB got duped, but not Meek Mill? Shut the fuck up. 
No, if you got Duke, everybody got Duke. The only thing is, though, Meek Mill's from Philly. He's an East Coaster. So if he gets Duke, he get a pass. You are the West Coast. You are Cal. You are Compton. You are the LBC. You are nah, the LBC. So if you got that Duke, that's a different Meek Mill knows Snoop. I'm sure they got their phone number. You know he Snoop. Can call. He can you call him. Yeah, but not like that. He could call him. I would listen. I would never get duped in anything going on in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's all I'm saying. So, guess what? I'm not doing D Jones apologizing because I don't fucking apologize, motherfucker. I'm sticking now, to my story. Hey, D Jones, right up. I'm sticking to my story no matter what the fuck. I'm dying, to city. The, to the venues, JB, have anybody, has anyone saw Snoop actually smoke no. the blunt since? No, he no. So we don't know. He hasn't. I don't, I don't think he is. I think that was real. I I'm with you, JB. Ploy. Am I missing something? I don't get the whole ploy of him smoking weed against this smokeless fire pit. I think they're two completely different things. I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we shall If see it's that. that deep, no, be honest, though. So be shit, real shit. If it's that deep and we really got to dive that deep into a fucking he got us ploy, like this is punk. Then we we got way too much time on our hand, and that's why we're fucked up in society. He's a, no, he's a marketing genius. I'm gonna be real. What it was. I'm gonna be a real. Literally. I don't see it. I don't see how that's a marketing genius. It would almost I'm, be like JB. I'm trying to. I think. can't catch up. It would, it, it'd be like tomorrow if you posted like, Coach JB is back coaching, but that's, but that's all you said though. Like you didn't say shit else. So everybody, like, oh fuck, like who's hiding? Who's hiding? Who's hiding? And I know where like. You drop a fucking ad today talking about like I don't know, like I, I'm live coach, I'm live coaching. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But that's dumb. I wouldn't do that though. It's dumb to me. Hey, uh, you should you you definitely should do that. Now, I might have just gave you a good little, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Snoop did. did. Snoop did it. Not you. All right. Next up, Jim Harbaugh speaks out about bathing suits and his mom wearing them. If you haven't heard this, a lot like my mom's locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. I can see them in one piece. <laughs> he sure he got a little sense of humor. No one likes, you know, a lot of people think Harbaugh just super square. I think he fucks around a lot from what I've heard from other guys uh, with his team. Obviously, the team loves the dude. So, uh, I mean, that was a square joke, but it was like, it's one of them. It was like, like yeah, like, jokes, yeah. Like, yeah, like his players that. know, his players know what he was talking about. Um, yeah. I like it. He's keeping his team loose. He could still be around them all week. He's got to keep them loose. They're about to play Ohio State. He, I bet you this is the, if you have to ask, other than the Super Bowl, and he could even maybe argue that this is even bigger than that for him, I would argue. Like, I would love to have that debate, talk with him, and say, listen, is this a bigger game for you than the Super Bowl um, in Frisco when the lights went out? Because I'm be honest, this, this is your alma mater, A, eh? like Matt in Colorado, and he's at Michigan trying to figure out what's happening. And, uh, I got to be honest. I I, I think he's got it. He wants this more than anything. So, uh, yeah. Hey, smell, smell her finger. Smell her finger. Is there a Chick Fil A on that motherfucker? Nah, I no Chick Fil A today. I, I, 
I got the pop tart today, the s'mores pop tart. You know, I'm still from the hood, y'all. Don't think that because a little, you know, we on TV, we at five, we interviewing Maya Way. I still, like, I got some noodles in there. I got a little pop tart, piece of rolls. Like, I'm, I'm still in my route now. JB, he switched up. This guy is, he's Tomahawk steak, and he got people coming to clean his house. He got a pool in the bag, weight room, movie theater, a casino, cigar lounge. He left the hood and forgot about the hood. I'm still in my roots, y'all. I'm still in my people. So We got two minutes. Tom Brady thinks there's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL. Um, I know another guy that's been saying this for a while. Who? Mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual – performance of the game mm -hmm. so i just think the product in my opinion is less than what it's been i think i look at a lot of players like ray lewis and rodney harrison and ronnie lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty mm. you hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves we used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time now they're trying to be regulated all the time offensive players need to protect themselves it's not up to a defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Either Tom Brady watches this show, A, <laughs> either you got Tom Brady's number and he made you sign an NDA so you can't admit it and you guys have conversations, B, or C, you're fucking Nostradamus, Jason Damas, or something. Because literally, you said those exact words. Like, like, the, like the literal, we we were taught this. It's, it's, not, it's, not on, it's not on the defense to protect us. We protect ourselves. Obviously, mediocrity is the new excellence. You say that every single show. That's I have bad dreams and nightmares now. JB just in my head. Mediocrity is new excellence. Mediocrity is new excellence. I wake up screaming and I, ah, mediocrity. Because you say it so much. So the fact that Tom Brady is saying the exact words, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost speechless. I don't know. But what do I know? Fuck it. We'll just end it. We'll end it at that because, you know. Holmes feeling it. And for the first time today, they've got the lead in this fourth quarter. JV, before we go, can you show that, that exclusive behind-the-scenes clip we had in audio? We had in Mahomes last night. We had some new people join the show. They, they, might, they might have not heard the uh, exclusive. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Pound the light button, man. We need at least 600 likes, y'all. Y'all changing the algorithm, man. Y'all really helping us a lot. We appreciate y'all. We got one more amazing show before the Thanksgiving break. Maybe tomorrow, me and JB can talk about the top five things we're thankful for. We'll see. And, um, man, we got another loaded show tomorrow, man. We might be able to get T. Rich on tomorrow, maybe, since we're not going to be on Thursday. We'll see. I might try to see what I can do, get a special guest on. We're going we gonna to leave y'all 
locked and loaded for the rest of the week, man. So y'all hit that like button, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Chiefs Queen, no man, don't cry on the card. Get your merch, LFTClothingBrand.com, be you, powerful message. And hey, man, Jamie, what you got? Pound the like. I got to go get some, I got to go get me a ham. I got to go get me a prime rib. I got to go get me another turkey. I got to take this other turkey out the freezer. I got to give me another turkey because I'm going to patch cock that bitch or whatever they call it. Spatch cock, spatch cock, slap cock. I'm going to take that, split that bitch down the middle, take the spine out. I'm going to flap the bitch flat. I'm going to smoke that one. I'm going to throw the other one in the deep fryer. I'm going to deep fry the turkey. I'm going to smoke a turkey. I'm going to smoke a ham, raw ham, not a bot ham already smoked. I'm taking a real ham from Costco Business. If you don't know about Costco Business, you can get a full pig, raw full pig from Costco Business and go over there. I'm going to go get me a real ham at Costco Business. I'm going to get me a knife where I'm going to smoke it on the drum. I got a prime rib that I'm going to get. Oh, my goodness. And then I'm going to go get me some. Uh, hey, Biz Q, A, Q, C, Q, Q, C, Q, A, Biz Q, A, Q. You come through. <laughs> come through. We're doing it big. If you and Cali, chirp, chirp. We're doing it big. Ran through. Paul State will probably get ran through tonight. Um, bet twenty dollars right now. Bet twenty dollars right now. Huh? Bet twenty dollars right now. Ball State get the win tonight. Who they playing? It don't matter. Better dub. Let's Put bet. Put a dub on it. Let's bet. Church, church, church. Let's bet. Church, church, whoever church, church, wins, church. whoever wins the game tonight, has to do exactly what we say tomorrow on the show. There it is. There it is. I'm ready, buddy. I don't even know who they play. I don't even know who they play. I'm going to be watching that I don't mother. Are you in NorCal? Sure, man, you in NorCal. Shit, it ain't nothing but like six-hour drive, bro. Um, pull up. Pull up. Come on, big. Pull up. Smitty Camera will be better Tomorrow we'll get Smitty Camera better. Um, oh, Ball State don't even play today. You liar. <laughs> you told me boss they played today. Why you lying to me? I thought they did. Uh, Bailey said they don't play today. Hey, man. My high school state championship ring. This is old right here. I, I, I found it while I was moving. Ain't seen this in years. Right here, man. Class five. Hey, y'all play Saturday. Y'all play Saturday against Miami of Ohio. I'm taking Miami of Ohio big. Oh, we're going to kick their ass. Hey, much love. Pound that like on the way out the door. We'll see you tomorrow. For another Coach JB show with Big Smitty. Enjoy your day. Peace. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it. Yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missed, and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB.